I've had these dreams lately. What dream? Well, well if you're gonna dream, dream big, right? It's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Dream. This is your dream. I've been dreaming. I've been dreaming, guys. Dreaming. Guys, I'm so sick of things being done to me that I want to do things again. One bike burning a year and at least a, a, a couple massive music and... Welcome to another episode. I have a great one for you today. Decoding the sneaky rhetoric from old Brett Weinstein, even though I do have a soft spot for him, I am rooting for him. Uh, The craziest Mandela effect ever. I may have ruined panda bears for everybody. We're going to talk about black people and their fascination with white people being nice to each other. A little peek into my beautiful home with soccer and violin. Uh, The Garden, Jordan Peterson publicly admits to selling out, and he makes a really good point. We're also going to review the Jewish Talmud and the Holocaust. Hello, everybody. What's going down? Uh, These mugs will be for sale very soon. So you get to let everybody know that you also survived the Holocaust every day. There's uh, more and more Holocaust survivors every day willing to tell their stories. The beauty of uh, the stories of the Holocaust surviving is you can just make up anything. And it's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I might be responsible for this. I believe I was the first panda truther to claim that pandas are bullshit. And I think China got nervous. All the pandas in American zoos are being taken back by China. So, uh... I, sorry? I mean, or you're welcome, depending on how you look at it. So, yeah, we're going to do a mug club here, except uh, this one says, I survived the Holocaust. So that will be available uh, sometime this week at Merch for Bears. So, again, sorry about the panda thing, but uh, they are fake. I mean, pandas are fake. So, uh, do I think that there are some living, despicable Grotesque creatures called pandas? Yeah. Do I think that they were made from inbreeding and weird lab experiments? Yeah. Do I think some are Joe Rogan-sized men in costumes? Oh, yeah. So it's about time you take your stupid panda bears back. I do believe BB wins the panda psyop. Yes, I beat the panda bear. So now China's like, oh, we take home all our panda. Now you can't enjoy the panda bear. No problem. 
So don't forget, today we're going to review the Jewish Talmud. I'm not mad about it. It just sounds like, uh, you know, the, uh, the Canary Institute who made a list of everybody that needs to be destroyed. They just uh, released another video about me from six years ago going through uh, crimes that uh, Jews have committed. I, I should say Zionism because that's more accurate. And I was a little too serious. Like when I rewatched the videos, I, uh, I don't know. It's a little cringy. I, what I'm saying is somewhat accurate, but uh, mostly accurate. But I should differentiate between uh, deli Jews, just fellas clipping dicks and trying to pay their bills, and uh, Zionism. And I'm not even against Israel. It's just like, so why do you still have to be in the American government now? Jim Bob better be on that list. He's not Toronto Jew Bear. Because it's not even about Jews. We all know what it's about. It's a way to slander anyone that competes with them. Can I tell you a little story? So... Uh, Bertaria Times is the cleanest thing ever. And I'm not even the only founder of it. There's all kinds of people and homesteaders that work on Bertaria Times and they're really clean people. And it's not even a, a comedic thing. It's about the good, the true, the beautiful. It's about, it's the Bertaria Times app is the cleanest app on the internet. There's no swearing, no truth or stuff, nothing. Uh, and our YouTube channel had like four uh, it wasn't even my YouTube channel. I've never logged into it. It's never been from my computer. I have nothing to do with Bertari Times when it comes to that. It's a whole other company that is not even me. The Bertari Times YouTube channel had like four one-minute clips on there about farming. And YouTube deleted the channel. No strikes. Just deleted the channel. And when uh, the people managing the channel appealed, YouTube said it stands and that Bertaria Times had violated their community service. Okay, so bear that in mind every time you see Squirtus Stone, Made by Jim Bob, Paul from Pockets of the Future, these people that are all allowed to live stream on YouTube with monetized accounts, they're serving the beast. Bertaria Times, it did not have my face in the whole thing. It's not me. I've never logged into it. It's not me at all. The company isn't me. It's not me at all. It has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. YouTube said that Bertaria Times cannot have any presence whatsoever on YouTube. Not only was it not monetizable or it didn't get any strikes, they just wiped it off YouTube. Yeah, crushing and hope are against the YouTube TOS. Yeah, you can have videos on YouTube detailing like true crime about eating babies and scaring the fuck out of people or like, uh, uh, dude, it's dark, man. It's dark. And I'm not, uh, I'm not bitter about it. it. I think it's all a blessing. I was talking about it on a live stream last night where, uh, I'm always welcoming of any obstacle because life is fair. I was talking to Amy about that today. The life is fair and beautiful. And it is like, uh, we're all part of this beautiful symphony. Not to sound hippy-dippy, but it's like, it's like uh, whatever happens is supposed to happen. And I really have seen that. I've seen it in a really beautiful way. Dr. Phil is on YouTube. On, made by Jim Bob is on YouTube. He can live stream on YouTube. <laughs> like, what? He calls Jews pigs. They don't give a shit. 
They like despair. They like drunks. They like anger. They like drugs. They got the most angry at me when I uh, stopped drinking. That's when I got the most heat on YouTube. I was still a lot on YouTube up until I stopped drinking and told people to sober up. You can even have a channel slandering Big Bear and pointing out of context clips. There's whole channels with the worst shit I've ever said or the most, let's call it, anti-TOS. And you can have whole channels dedicated to me saying like the most anti-terms of service and those channels are not taken down. So they don't even care about what you say. They don't care about words. They don't care about protecting anyone. It's about competition. And I think it's actually a pretty cool sign that we're really doing good stuff. Not just a pig, a filthy pig and a piece of shit. Never forget. Oh, Toronto Drew Bear. I've been uh, battling the... Uh, uh, some uh, some J's on Twitter today. It got pretty intense. Kindon. Uh, super chats, please. Let me read a couple uh, postcards. And then we'll, I got a lot of material for you guys today. A lot of material. And don't forget to sign up for the email notification at owenbenjamin.com. We will not take advantage of your email. Don't worry. We will never sell your email. You're not going to get on these lists. Uh, we will just notify you when the special comes out. Owenbenjamin.com. Maybe clip channels that pretend to be NIO and get around it that way. We've thought about that. Or we just keep crushing. I mean, all right, Rockfin. Uh, can I be verified as basically homeless bear? Welcome, basically homeless bear. Lee says, thanks for keeping my girlfriend and I company during our drive to and from Mississippi. She's, uh, oh, I read that one. Uh, Barnes bear, after losing ascended master Dodgy to a case of African AIDS and then the tragic loss of master Chargy, in a sailboating accident off the coast of Ibiza, the fartfulness called is pleased to announce its newest co-leader, Master Wedgie, and his life partner, Paul. Very funny, Barnes Bear. I appreciate that. J-Rock, watching old streams to help with gravy withdrawal, came across the origin of Tyrone Shoeaces. Thanks for the laughs. Anytime, and Tyrone appreciates you. D-Bandit Bear, BB, here's uh, 1911 in shekels to pay away the gay for whoever called the synagogue and ordered two very disputed red cards and a goal to be disavowed, allowing the Yiddish army to beat Liverpool over the weekend. Thanks for all the great streams. Anytime. This is to pay Jonah Bear's massive gay away for missing a PMA organized by the legendary Rabbit Ears Bear because he was working. Says sleep deprived. Never mind that I enter buildings, take showers because I am so small I might drown <laughs> and work out of San Francisco. Jonah is somehow gayer despite my offenses. May this help both of us, indeed. Dodgeball with bike locks, says Board Slide Bear. That would, I don't think we have the insurance to cover that, Board Slide Bear. And don't forget, starting maybe tomorrow or sometime this week, you too can get a mug to commemorate that you survived the Holocaust. All right. Big Bear, the festival was an amazing weekend. Thanks again for everything. It was so great to meet you and the whole family. Mama Jean and I had great conversations. Uh, and our wives talked, our kids played, and you threw the football with my sons. Uh, nobody is having more fun. Camera Bear! Oh, Camera Bear, you crush, man. You're doing great work over at the app. Man, I really love these postcards, Big Bear. I'm currently hiring for work from home positions as appointment setters. It's not the highest paying job and there's no benefits yet. But it's remote and great for anybody looking to make a couple grand a month. Hit me up on BT app, Visceral Bear. So check out Visceral Bear for uh, a job that you can work for home. 
I may hit you up, Visceral Bear, a couple grand a month. Just got my Jew ears perked. And don't forget, I think I may have ruined pandas for everybody. All the pandas in American zoos are being taken back to China because apparently somebody spilled the beans. And that was me. I spilled the beans. All right. Um, oh, and the, uh, the guys have been making epic trailers. Check this one out. But I'm okay. But I'm not going to lie. Let me, let me say one other thing. I was going to get the vaccine. You should get vaccinated or not. Have you gotten vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I said I believe they're safe, and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. Oh, shit. I hit the wrong one. Give me one second. One second. Not only did he say the vaccines were safe, he mocked anti-vaxxers and called them crazy. Joe Rogan back in 2020 said that if you were if you didn't want to give your kids vaccine, you were a kook and insane. I remember all of this shit. One second. Where do we got here? Oh, we're going to get real racist today, by the way. It's going to be exciting stuff. All right. And never forget these people, man. And if you want an alternative, because I know a lot of people have a short term memory and I get that. But if you want a guy that never sold out and is incapable of selling out, support it. You know, get this special when it comes out October 13th. You'll love it. It's a game changer. That's okay. But I'm not going to lie. Let me, let me say one other thing. I was going to get the vaccine. You should get vaccinated or not. Have you gotten vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I said I believe they're safe and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. Now, here's the thing. Any medication, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm a fucking moron. And I'm a cage-fighting commentator who's a dirty stand-up comedian. (laughs) We just told you I'm drunk most of the time. (laughs) And I do testosterone and I smoke a lot of weed. But Um, I got really into vaccines during COVID. I can't stop getting them now. Do they make 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 you got the shingles one? I got my second. You've been putting up with my this way too long. They told me I was canceled. So I think it's have a toast for the fucking scumbags. I love that. I think NATO Bear made that one. You guys have been making epic videos. Um, One second. Yeah, Jordan Peterson admitted to being a sellout, and he's right about this. He said, uh, most people who refuse to sell out have never been asked to. And that is so damn true. You don't think Curtis Stone and Paul from Pockets would sell out if asked? They made it very clear they would. That, that I was crazy for ruining my relationship with Joe Rogan and ruining my relationship with, with uh, Norton Publishing and ruining my, my relationship with CIA. And I could have been so big. And, oh, how dare me. It's because I was offered shit that these people have never been offered. And I did turn it down. And that's why people call me crazy. They're like, oh, you could have you just played ball. Why'd you have to be so nuts? 
Because that's what happened. You don't think that those guys had to sign clauses that they could never give medical information or like you don't think it kills Shane Gillis and these other guys that still have remnants of their uh, soul. Yeah, Prager, you offered to build me a studio in my house. Norton Publishing gave me 60 grand for a book that was guaranteed to be on the New York Times bestselling list. And I was told I had to stop making fun of Lena Dunham publicly for saying she wanted an abortion or I would have to give the money back. I gave the money back. I was told while I was still at CAA that I couldn't talk about the trans kid thing. I couldn't be pro-gun, all that shit. My manager used to call me freaking out that they've gotten, that they got word that like I was tweeting about something. All right. So I have been offered it and I didn't take it. Not only didn't I take it, I fucking threw it in their fucking faces because they're sick fucks. And Jordan Peterson just doesn't have the foresight. They're not actually as smart as they seem. Even as a materialist, they could see that it's a bad idea. Gave the money back at a loss because the manager percent stayed. Yeah, to pay the $9,000, it was 15% to the manager, the manager, or the the agent out of um, Kuhn and Associates out of uh, New York City that I had to pay that. And they were cool. They were good guys. I, I don't even have anything against those guys. They're probably like, what we signed an animal. Like, what the fuck is Owen doing? Uh, and this is the thing. And I know I've said this before. And people think I'm being like, I'm bragging or lying or whatever. I really think it's an issue of intelligence. It's that curve. It's like, like idiots make the right move in their lives. The midwits are horrifying. And then highly intelligent people can actually see through it. Even if it's not about morality, think about how broken these motherfuckers look. Jordan Peterson sold out for his million dollars a month or whatever. But look at the guy. He's, he's wearing these, these tailored suits that make him look retarded. His daughter's literally a prostitute. And he's a drug addict who cries all the time. Because they don't realize, they forgot somewhere along the way what drives a man. It's not money. Man cannot live on bread alone. It's purpose. And if your purpose is to serve a liar master, you're going to have a terrible life. You know, and it's just like short term. So I said this to Jordan Peterson. He does have a point, by the way. Genius looks crazy to retards. Yeah. I see it all the time. These self-righteous truthers who I know would literally chop off their own dicks to be on Rogan or get a million dollars. It's rare quality to be incapable of selling out. I have that quality, and I think there's an element of autism to it. But if you extrapolate out far enough, there's no reason to sell out on a even on a materialistic level. But most people aren't capable of seeing past their own giant nose. Peterson, in this post, is admitting he sold out, but also that most people who mock him for selling out would also sell out, which is correct. More and more will not sell out, though, because the end result of selling out is getting a shorter and shorter time window. I'm optimistic, and I really am. I really am optimistic. And I wrote Peterson directly, and I know he knows this. That's the thing, is I know he fucking knows. Because uh, he's not a dumb guy. He's just he, he's above average intelligence, but he's not smart enough to see the pattern. Where it is so tempting, and trust me, I've been tempted. It's so tempting to get that money, to get that attention, to be 
worshipped by the kings and the queens and all that stuff. You've seen me host award shows where Leonardo DiCaprio is doubled over laughing and Anne Hathaway is saying she's a big fan of mine. Like, guys, these trolls can pretend that I'm lying. I'm not lying. And my life is an open book. I've had those opportunities. I've been on that pedestal. I'm honestly not that tempted by it, but it is a little, it's only intoxicate. Well, I know one thing that really helped me a lot was falling in love with Amy. Because the thing that was the most intoxicating for me was women. Once that was gone, like once I really took that jump and it was a leap of faith because I thought that women just like, as soon as you dedicated your life to a woman, they were going to like, I don't know. I just always felt like it was a trap. Um, Once I dedicated myself to Amy, they had nothing on me because I was never motivated by money. I was, I, you know, you know me, I'll tell you the truth. I was, I was into, uh, how women looked at me as a famous person. But, uh, once I had my woman, like once that was off the table, I was so free. And, uh, all right. So I wrote to Peterson. I said, you're hundred percent accurate. I see it constantly. Most people who mock you for selling out would also sell out. Um, Selling out is, however, a terrible idea. It's just hard for most people to extrapolate out the events that will inevitably occur once someone sells out. And also, most people are incapable of seeing what actually fulfills them. It isn't piles of money, it's purpose. And participating in our story arc that has been given to us by the divine. I'm proud of you, Jordan, for saying a true statement, and I'm not being sarcastic. You know, because until our heart stops beating, there's always a chance to get out. And when you look at Peterson, dressed to the nines, you know, high on meth from Russia, just looking like he's about to start weeping every minute of his life, you realize everyone who hates rich people wants to be rich. Yeah, I don't hate rich. It's like, I know rich people that didn't sell out at all. Some of the richest people I know are not sellouts. The sellouts are overinflated. Like, I know people that really serve the community that are worth nine figures and they're great, great people, wonderful. And their value is rewarded monetarily. Jordan Peterson is worth 80 grand a year. Uh, Less. I mean, I I consider him to be very parasitic. And so, all right. So speaking of uh, parasitic, no offense, Brett Weinstein, but so I, I was defending. So I said, Jews probably saying Roger Waters should be allowed to speak are doing a sneaky trick. Imagine if they said Roger Waters should be allowed to live. It creates the false illusion that they have the right to determine who gets to speak when really they can keep, uh, barely keep their, I don't know, shoes tied or something. And um, I also went on to say, because Brett Weinstein sneakily said that that Roger Waters is an anti-Semite, which means he hates Jews, which is insane. I've been really unraveling it on Twitter today. For those, for anyone who cares, like what anti-Semite means, how Zionism has hijacked the word Jew, how the word Jew is a riddle in itself. I don't believe it's a race at all. I was having a talk with uh, who I believe may have been a robot, but some uh, woman who was claiming to be Jewish about the Jew that I'm like, they're like, no, Jew is your blood. I'm like, so, so a black Jew, an Arab Jew, a Sephardic Jew and an Ashkenazi Jew are all the same race. And she was like, it's ethnicity, you fool. And I'm like, so you're saying ethnicity has nothing to do with your DNA? 
And she was like, look it up, idiot. That's why I think it's a bot. It was just so, uh, depends on the rich person. I don't hate, but I have distaste for rich assholes that flaunt it and abuse it. But a lot of wealthy, the, the richest people I know don't flaunt it or abuse it. Like uh, the rich Idaho landowners that I know are not like you would like them. You'd support them like they're great. You know, I know people that own thousands and thousands of acres of land without any debt that have created hundreds of jobs and supply the area with grain and hay and rock and meat. And, you know, they're like they're like a royal family of my area. They're awesome. They work every day at their at their store. They're like. You would, they're completely unassuming and they're richer than anyone I know in Hollywood. And they're, uh, and I hope they continue. I hope they get even richer. A lot of real people sound more like bots than bots these days. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and I was like, and she was like, so it's, it's, you know, and I'm like, how can it be a race when there's black Jews and Arab Jews and white Jews when people can convert? Like I know this chick who used to work at PragerU who became a Jew. And since Jew allegedly is tracked through the mother, you know, how is that possible? Like Adam Sandler's wife converted to Judaism. Okay. So if you say that, that it's tracked through the woman, cause that's always, it's cause my dad's mother allegedly had Jew blood, whatever that even fucking means. And, um, and, uh, I don't think it means anything, by the way. I, no offense, Toronto Drew Bear, but I'm starting to think there isn't even a race. I think it, it's all just retarded. Uh, let me just get, all right, I'll finish this up. So anyway, he's making a claim that Roger Waters is, hates Jews, which is bad. Like, to hate uh, just a random guy for their religion is pretty, like, that is quite an accusation. And I'm not, I'm just, that's, I really believe that. Now, mocking Jews, not wanting uh, Israeli citizens to be a part of your government, thinking that their culture is not to be trusted because they brag about chutzpah, fine. Fine. That's totally fine. I'm like that. But if you just, like, hate Jews, that is a little crazy, okay? And so to make a claim that someone hates Jews requires evidence. And not that they're against Israeli occupation of Palestine, not that you're against the Iraq war or Israeli influence on American government. No, that doesn't mean like, imagine if I was like, I can't, I would never have Toronto Jew bear over to my home because he's a Jew. Like that is intense. I don't feel that way, by the way, Toronto Jew bear, you're always welcome at my home. You can stay as long as you want. You can be in the yellow cabin selling sports memorabilia for months if you want. Um, but to say that you just hate, it's, it's one thing if some Middle Easterners have, have developed a hatred for the Israeli government. Sure, no problem. But to make a claim that you hate Jews is like, better safe than sorry, says go to bear. Go to bear happens to be Palestinian. Did you know that, Toronto Drew Bear? Are things getting uncomfortable? Uh, there is an Ashkenazi race, but not a Jewish race. Right, right, Exactly. Now, you can say you're Ashkenazi, you can say you're Khazarian, you can say you're Sephardic, you can say you're from a specific tribe, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Dan, the tribe of Jacob. Like, that at least is logical. You can't convert to a race. It's the original trans. 
You know, it's like saying that I can be a woman is like saying, you know, that chick who worked at PragerU can now just become a, a different race. It's the original trans identity issues came from Jews, came from these type of people. So now Brett Weinstein uh, scampers in and says, ever considered getting serious, Owen? Which is a hilarious opening statement to a professional comedian. You have a sharp mind, but you waste it stirring up trouble. Why? Think of, that's hilarious. I mean, I do love Brett Weinstein. I'm not going to lie. I think he's hysterical. He's not unintentionally, obviously. Uh, you have a sharp mind trying to butter me. That's called the velvet dagger. This is called the velvet dagger. You have a sharp mind, but you waste it stirring up trouble. He's like, you're just stirring up trouble. Here, you set a trap. Should I? Let's see the trap you got, Brett. Defend Waters' right to speak or protest it. Or would you have me be silent? In which case, who are you to determine who gets to speak? Well, I'm a lot bigger than you, Brett. So obviously I get to determine if you get to speak or not. I'm just kidding, Brett. But um, I, I showed people what the, this is called the false binary. I should teach a class in rhetoric, obviously. I think that people would like it. Would you guys, if we put forth the capital to do a well shot and I take the time to do a class, would any of you guys buy the class? If it was really professional and I broke down uh, wizardry, I mean, I don't know. Is that something you guys would want? But anyway, I showed, uh, I responded. I just, sometimes you can't explain, you can't explain it as well as you could just uh, do it. So I did one for Brett. I go, I, for one, think Jews should be allowed to vote, even though you have citizenship with a foreign country that lied about weapons of mass destruction to get America to fight its wars. But not me, though. Despite knowing that you have foreign loyalty, I think you should be able to vote and not be called a traitor. Do you want me to remain silent? Do you want me to just pretend that this isn't how a major debate that people need to take? This is now a major debate that people need to take sides on. Should Israeli citizens be allowed to vote? Yes, I'm an ally. What do you, okay, so let's just break down what Brett's little quote-unquote trap he had. This is the problem with midwits, man. They see someone like me who speaks in a manner that the most amount of people can understand. You know, as the Weinstein brothers once called me, I'm the uh, working class genius, the working man's genius. Um, they do forget that there are people that are smarter than them that can see through these things. <laughs> it's just so nakedly obvious. So his false binary is defend Waters' right to speak or protest it. Or should you be quiet? No. Him defending Waters' right to speak presupposes that it is a debate. Once the debate is ignited, you create a binary that you mark at both sides, fuel it, which will then create the outcome that you intended. It's very tricky, but uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it, and it becomes very, very obvious. You should call Brett the working class Jew. Yeah. BB, you're always doing a class in rhetoric? Yes. Isn't that what this already is? Yeah, it is, Fool Bear. Uh, but I know some people like uh, very, yeah, I don't need to do a class. You guys, I do it every day. But I could do like a, a very meticulous way of explaining it that you know what I mean like I could actually put the it would take me a lot of effort to do that and so I would have to charge and so if you guys don't feel like paying for more shit I mean you guys already are going to be getting the I survived the holocaust mug so uh 
I mean, I, I do just do it every day anyway, but I, it's not very focused. Uh, I already feel like I have a PhD in understanding and <laughs> understudying. Yeah. Classroom, it seems redundant. No one asked you, Cleese to Bear. Why don't you go play your goddamn harp? Busy Town is already planning. Yeah, Busy Town's been wanting me to do it for like years. But I, um, I, uh, I just, I haven't done it. And I, I don't know. I always, I just don't want to be one of those class guys. You know, like I make fun of those guys. Like, uh, oh, take my class, you know. But, it, but then the argument is, but some people like a condensed, focused version without a lot of hate speech that they can, you know, share with friends, watch it, blah, blah, blah. Well, that will require a lot of effort for me, and I need to be compensated for that. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. So that's basically how that works. So if you create a debate around someone, it brings that thing into reality. Like the idea that one of the greatest rock stars in human history, who's arguably the greatest uh, lyricist in human history, should not be allowed to speak at a college when they could have, you know, uh, Robert Plant. No problem. No one. Uh, Brett, Brett Weinstein would never start the debate. Oh, do you want me to be silent much? He's never going to start the debate about whether or not Robert Plant should be allowed to speak at University of Pennsylvania due to the fact he's a card-carrying Satanist who bought, uh, what's his name's old house? You know, that old wizard guy who like, ate all those babies. They don't, they don't actually care about any of this. Like One of these do-gooders, um, the, the canary list or whatever, they, they make lists, these hit lists of uh, who to get fired, and I'm obviously on their list for anti-Semitism, and they did this video, and I'm like, you know Twitter's filled with hardcore porn, so if you're such a goddamn do-gooder, why don't you go try and deal with that first? Yeah, the Canary Mission, that's it. Uh, Big Bowler University teaches how to act in a wheat field, exactly. Jimmy Page was big in it. Yeah, he bought Aleister Crowley's house, and he does black magic. But, you know, Brett doesn't actually care. He's a Zionist agent pushing an agenda for infinite war. And I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's absolutely not. And I told them today, I said, I would, I would respect you guys more if you simply said, hey, America, you're huge. Tons of great warriors, huge military. We're small. Um, if you'd kill all these guys who scare us, who want Sharia law, we'll give you porn and debt. You know, I'd be like, yeah, David Gil- Gilmore is an open Luciferian. Open. Doesn't hide it at all. Him and his wife uh, worship Lucifer. And Brett Weinstein doesn't care about that at all. In fact, they quote David Gilmore as he calls uh, Roger Waters an anti-Semite. I don't know. Is this working on people still? Guys, yeah, they they shared a 13-year-old girl on tour, yeah, who became insane and a drug addict, and I think she committed suicide. They don't care. They don't give a shit about people. Uh, do you think Brett knows his role? Is he a clueless midwit? I think he knows his role. His brother's Eric Weinstein. His brother manages uh, Teal Capital. So they're one of those families that they know their role. But they also know the role of consciousness. They know that they have to get along with the Goyim uh, or else it all falls apart. They have to have marks and suckers in order to exploit. You know, the three-card money guy, when you got two brothers running a scam, 
You can't have no one to scam. Do you guys think more people are seeing this shit? Because I was fighting with black Twitter today, Jew Twitter, and, uh, and I don't think they're that powerful anymore. When I made fun of Beyonce in 2016 for her black power dance, um, it was scary. Like the, when I was getting trolled hard, it, I mean, it wasn't scary. I didn't apologize or back down or anything, but it was, uh, it was, it felt like people bought it, but nowadays I don't think it works. I think enough, even liberal whites have seen a world without a white majority and it's terrified them. Um, all right. It is working on less people than four years ago, but only a small percentage still. Um, neither goy toy. I don't think the average person sees it yet. The spell is definitely breaking. Uh, yeah, I think more and more people see, I think they're starting to get annoyed. Uh, black Twitter. Now there are still a lot of normies buying it all. Buying it all. What? Like buying that, that the, the Jews are permanent victims and really that's wild. I have a hard time understanding how that even works. Cucumber, Epic Midwest Bear Fest. Thanks for bringing together such awesome people. Thank you, Cucumber. Penelope, enjoying the streams. Keep crushing. Thank you, Penelope. Born yesterday day. Finally, I decided because I was always naive. Would you recognize me as Born Yesterday Bear? Welcome, Born Yesterday Bear. I got a tip from Old Major. And then Andrew says, I grew up in Plattsburgh at the time you were at SUNY. 36 now. Used to drive through campus blasting a boat boating horn at the Asian exchange students after asking them for directions. One fell to the ground yelling in Japanese. Anyway, Newman Center for Church when I was a kid, lived in Messina for years, grew up, became a neuropath doctor, and now I'm starting a family thanks to you. Appreciation. Well, thank you, Andrew. You sound like a great guy. I think a lot of people see it just afraid to say anything. Yeah, like I did this bit today where, uh, yeah, like, People have read this, right? Like quotes out of the Talmud. Even the best goyim should all be killed. <laughs> and I'm trying to do better. Don't worry, I'm not offended. I feel, I feel like it was written by a guy that was really jealous of another guy's dick. All children of goyim are animals. <laughs> Gentiles are not humans. They are beasts. A Jew may violate, but not marry a non-Jew girl. Gentile goy girls are in a state of nida, filth, from birth. <laughs> a Jew may have sex with a child as long as the child is less than nine. If a goy hits a Jew, he must be killed. <laughs> when a Jew murders a Gentile, there will be no death penalty. If you eat with a goy, it's the same as eating with a dog. Well, that's true with Louisiana black bear for sure. I don't get offended by this because I just keep picturing instead of Goy, it just says black. My family and locals here in Rhode Island don't even know what the Talmud is. Bless their, their little hearts. If a Jew finds an object lost by a Gentile Goy, it does not have to be returned. <laughs> Gentile Goys prefer sex with cows. <laughs> it's just like a gamma diary. <laughs> Imagine this is like Jim Bob writing about me. Owen may use lies. No, I may use lies to circumvent a bear. <laughs> a, a Jim Bob may have said. All right, how about this? 
Jimbo, a, a Jortopian may violate but not marry a bear girl. Oh, yeah. All children of bears are animals. If you eat with certain goys, they will eat a dog. There are definitely Jews who still believe this. I have family who are afraid of interacting with goys. As they should. As they should. I'm not against it, guys. Stay away. You know, we don't want to be around you either. No offense. You know, it's like, oh, you're a bunch of animals. I'm like, really? You got to clip your own dick so you don't jerk off. Think about how fucking disgusting these people are. Apparently, allegedly, God told them they had to clip their dicks because they couldn't stop jerking off. And what did they do? Did they stop jerking off? No. They invented lube. They're like, well, we might be nine. Vaseline will work just fine. If a Jew falls into a goy forest, the Jew makes those. If a Jew wants to exclude me, fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've like uh, Brett Weinstein keeps saying stuff like, I mean, I'm still rooting for the West, but I don't know how much more I can help. We're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like you're not you. Oh, oh, are you are you blessing us with your financialized Ponzi schemes? Yeah, it's like, oh, do you think we only invented war, lubricants and fiat? I'm like. Yeah, yeah, you guys invented lube because God said to clip your dicks and you wouldn't stop jerking off. And I know there's Jews laughing right now because they, guys, you've been caught. The Talmud is crazy, okay? It's like, well, I mean, they're very old writings and it's kind of more like a hand, but oh, okay, okay. So a Gentile is an animal. Yeah, but but don't you know? And these same little fuckers will tell me that I'm a racist, which I obviously am. But I don't think I have magic blood that lets me rule the world. I mean, I'm not fucking insane. I just want to be around people I like and relate to and can say the word ask. My dad is all about Israel. Yeah, well, if Christ is living water, the Talmud is muddy water. I love Brett Weinstein. They're going to kick him out. I love Brett Weinstein, too. They can't kick him out. They have no cohesion. Guys, they're not doing well. I, I, listen, I know I know more than they fucking do at this point because they're so retarded. They're so, all the lies that they've been telling are just spinning in their little world. They don't have any ability to kick anyone out. It's like, yeah, I like Brett Weinstein too. I honestly do. He, I, he can take a joke. I mean, at least he's responding. At least, uh, you know. I'm, I, I kind of love the guy. I, I'd let him stay in my house. Oh, oh no. I really would. I, I think Brett Weinstein has a really good advice about marriage and, and uh, parenting. I, I know I sound complicated, but I'm really not. I'm, I'm just not motivated by the hate that people say I am. They're just liars. Remember, these guys think that got and Jew is a tribal racial category, not a religious one that can be chosen... Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, they don't actually think anything, though, Bismillah Bear. They're, they're so deep in lies that they don't even know what they believe. And that's the truth. If you start asking them, like, how can you be a race and a religion? Like, how can someone convert to a race? They have no idea how to respond. They just start making up horseshit. But anyway, so watch. So someone sent me this. This went pretty viral on Twitter. And notice the deeper joke. This is called White People on a Hike Done by Blacks. Watch this. (laughs) 
You're gonna love the view. It's wet down there. Oh, it's your guys' first time? Yeah. Yeah, just like keep going down straight. The waterfall is gonna be on the left. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Watch your step. She's so green. The color. It's worth it. Okay, do you, do you see the deeper joke? It's that they think being civilized is funny and weird. So they're like, yo, yo, when white people on a hike, they don't throw dookie. So if I was to do a sketch called black people on a hike, it would just be rape. It would be violence. It would be rock throwing, dookie eating, right? That's what made, and then I, I posted that and, um, and people are like, oh, how dare you? How you can't take a joke? Are you thin skin? I'm like, no, no, I, I get the joke. The joke is that these black men find it uniquely odd enough to mock that white people are very nice to each other when they see each other in the wilderness. It's called a high trust, high civilized society. Blacks are like, man, this motherfucker said hello. Man, this motherfucker told me to go see a waterfall. He didn't even throw dookie. He didn't even try to fuck my butt. It's, uh, it's hilarious. It's really funny. So then the black started. And then I had a really funny conversation with the black here. Uh, by the way, just to let you know, these are the per capita lifetime budgetary impacts of whites, blacks, Hispanics. Now, bear in mind, uh, the people that run the numbers and that told you that New York City would be underwater by 2012 and to change public policy around that, or that you need to wear a mask and vaccinate or else you would die of COVID-19 because you hugged your mother... Well, the, these are some troubling statistics that maybe they should look into. So throughout the uh, lifespan of a white caucus, not all, obviously not all. I know some whites on welfare. Let me tell you, these motherfuckers are trashy. <laughs> but if you understand how math works, it's about the average. So the average Caucasian in America from the time they're born until they die contributes $220,000 into the system. The average Hispanic is negative 588,000. That means that's how much they cost for their company. Now, a black, from the time they're born until the time they die because of public housing, public... I know a white guy in public housing. You don't understand how math works. We're talking about averages. Right? Averages. So by the time they're done with their life, from all their public housing, the welfare, incarceration, all of it, they're negative $751,000 just for the pleasure of their company. And what do we get in return? Rape, assault, murder, and a whole lot of shit talking. Okay, moving on. By the way, we've been talking a lot about the theories behind. I was doing some real cold case work. And bear in mind, I'm not saying to kick the blacks out or anything. We've tried that. They come back. It's, uh, I, I get it. They're here. Whatever. It is it is what it is. Where do I pick up my check for $375,000? Boar Bear, that's, that's, the, that's why you guys are the way you are. That's your attitude. See, my attitude is, Wow. I feel really good. I got to contribute to the system. Boar Bear's like, I want, I want my money, motherfucker. Unbelievable. Chicago in a nutshell in those stats. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. A lot of it does have to do with some tricky ass whites. I'm starting to not even, I, 
I just think Jews are just tricky whites. Like, I'm just going to start calling them whites. <laughs> oh, no, they're not us big bear. No, they're, they're a type of white that acts really tricky. And the one thing I will say to defend the blacks is uh, the same families that own private prisons that benefit on that negative 700000 also own rap labels. So they're farming. They're farming human consciousness. And they, these families call themselves Jews. Now, I just see them as lying, deceptive whites. They're just farmers, right? So they send out all this music saying, Yeah, motherfucker, kill a bitch. Punch a bitch. Steal money from a bitch. Right? And so then they, they make money on the music. And then the culture acts it out. And then they snatch and they put them into prison. And they get to... Uh, exploit their labor for five cents an hour to uh, make clothes for Banana Republic and uh, license plates. So it's a form of farming. It's a higher return on your yield than soybeans, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Okay, so I was having a conversation with this gentleman. His name's Xavier DeRussi. So he said, I'm a black man and I've never committed a violent crime. 85% of black Americans can say the same. Think about how terrible those odds are. Either he's fucking horrible at math, which is probably the case. If 15% of black people commit violent crimes, I mean, what in the fuck? So you're telling me that one in seven blacks commit a violent crime? One in seven. So if you have 14 blacks in front of you, the odds are two of them are violent felons. So anyway, Xavier goes, I am a black, I I think he's just horrible at math, but whatever. I am a black man and I've never committed a violent crime. 85% of black Americans can say the same. Please don't associate crime with all 13% of American population, aka black people. 2% of Americans can commit Disproportionate violent crime. Condemn them, not the rest of us. And so then I said, gee whiz, if only there was a word to separate violent criminal blacks from normal blacks. Huh. Golly gee whiz. If only there was a specific category of blacks that we could name that would allow this black guy to differentiate himself from them. Maybe we need to invent a word that means specifically blacks that embrace a culture of crime. If only that weren't existed. Anyway, but this is what I wrote to him. I said, so I take it you don't believe stealing a bike is a violent crime. He said, what are you referring to? I said, you know what I'm referring to. Blue Dino, 1991. (laughs) Oswego, New York. Ring a bell. He says, Literally no idea what you're talking about. I said, have you ever stolen a bike? Be honest. And then he said, later he said, uh, do I look like I've stolen a bike? And after a dramatic pause, I said, it doesn't have to be recently, but have you ever stolen a bike? And then he stopped writing back. Okay. Kyneton, are we off uh, Twitter? Let's get it. Kyneton, get us off Twitter. And guy, I'm about to drop an N. Kyneton. Kyneton. Are we off Twitter? Choo-choo. Okay. 
This is the craziest Mandela effect ever. I'm going to get some more water. One second. Okay, guys, I just had the craziest Mandela effect. You guys remember that song, ready? A long, long time ago, I can still remember. You got it? Do you hear it in your head? Dude, I just looked it up. Apparently, it's, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. Dude, in my reality, it was, I can still remember how that fucking nigger stole my bike. Guys, Mandela Effect is fucking real, man. Classic Big Bear. Well done, Big Bear. Okay, let's check out the garden. Uh, here we go. Okay, Walter, tell the people how we're going to prepare for winter with the garden, what we have going on here. So, these are grapes, and we and you can make jello with grapes. You want to tell the people, and, too? And, you, and, we are, and um, there's still some in here, but we got a lot. Cool. And, let's see. Let's check out the greenhouse. We got some kale going. We just pulled up all the potatoes. We got a lot of potatoes. So the winter, we can keep we can keep root vegetables in there in the winter. Do you know what those are, Walter? What? What are these here? These are little bits of kale. Oh, and those you, are kale for the winter. And this is a pinnate I saved. Nice. So yeah, we are now gonna be experiencing under. Negative, uh, not negative, but uh, uh, below freezing. So we have to get all the tomatoes out. We can keep this above freezing for a little while because we have a heater in here. But uh, things are changing pretty quickly. And yeah, what else do you want to tell the people about what we're growing here? Um, There's carrots here. Carrots can stay in the ground all winter. Yeah. And these are um, cherry tomatoes. But those over there are um, not chili tomatoes. They're Jerusalem tomatoes. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> from, from Mr. Permie Bear. Yeah, so... uh. got a wasp nest in here, too. There's a wasp nest, isn't there, buddy? Good times, good times. Preparing for winter. All right, so a guy I like says that some of these Talmud quotes are mistranslated. And I always like to, uh, I always like to give a fair shake here. Andrew Meyer, who I do like, says these quotes are fake, though. So it turns out instead of Gentile, it said uh, it said heathens. Isn't that Gentile? Bad translation. Um, it says heathen. I don't know. I, isn't that the same thing? Don't they consider the Goyim heathens? Guys, I'm not mad. I literally don't care. I don't, I don't consider you a threat. I don't mind if all you think about all day is that I'm a cow and you want a piece of my dick. <laughs> I just think it makes you feel weird. It makes you sound very weird. No, it's definitely, there's definitely some crazy ass shit in there. I've talked to some Jews that admitted it to me. Okay, <clears throat> they just don't want to be on on uh, on record. Okay, moving on. You guys just want to see more beautiful uh, family stuff? Check this out. 
Check out the boys crushing. Daddy! Johnny! Simpson! <laughs> Watch. Try and get the ball from me. You can do this to defend your ball. Oh, yeah. Jack's got it! Nice, Jack! Jack's a tank. <laughs> <laughs> How's his day, Jack? He's crashing. Let's see what you got, buddy. This is going to be a big kick. Let's see what you got, Jack. Ready? Go! That's a big boot! The blue dino. Blue dino. The blue dino. Watch tough Charlie. Bang. Good stop, Charlie. Good job, Charlie. Way to be tough. Go get it, Jack. I just wanted to let you in on, on the end of summer. Just doing fun family stuff. Okay. Don't forget that this will be coming out very soon to let everyone know that you're a survivor. All right. Um, afternoon, Longbow Bear. Jack is the bard, I believe. Dude, Jack's a little tank. He's so athletic. Dude, check out this little uh, little thing someone made. These are This is the story of uh, Ursa Ozarks, how it, got, how it got to be. Check this out. You know, grassroots is you guys. This is real grassroots. I spend zero dollars on advertising. I'm banned most places. The odds are against me in every conceivable way. All of Hollywood has condemned me. Social uh, media sites make sure the algorithms are against me. They ban me from platforms. So the way to beat it, and there is ways to beat it. And what, what do we have to do? We have to build our own shit, man. We can't just keep getting mad at, pe at other people. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm proactive. So what are we going to do? You can't get your own land for 400 bucks, but you can chip in so that I can buy land in Missouri without debt and we can have like festivals and get-togethers. And that's a step in the right direction. Something that is really good. Okay, so here is the uh, bear cabin on the... Spiritari Campgrounds, SpiritariCampgrounds.com. Please donate and help us buy this land. We bought 33 acres. We have a lot more to buy. Um, but it's going well. This is something that is not that it's a tremendous way. We're recording it. We're doing a full taping of the special this weekend, Labor Day weekend. Spiritaria, private land. Dude, how sick is that? Every step of the way, just a just logical story progressed. That's why people are like, oh, you there? You live, your house was bought by retards who gave you money. I'm like, what are you talking about? I own two condos in LA 
when I lived in Saranac Lake. Those two condos sold for like $2 million. I had to pay off the mortgages and everything, but like, it's, dude, I'm super open about how I make money and how I've made money in the past and where I use. I fucking crowdfunded to get land so I could do a festival on the land. And we did it. We fucking succeeded. And people are like, yeah, it might be nice. My dick, though. My fucking dick. Great job, Port Bear. Was that Port Bear? Nice. Way to go, Port Bear. Um, dude, this, this video makes me laugh every time. A lot of people do not know what's coming when it comes to the blacks. Watch this. I love that. He's like, don't you dare. What? Dude, blacks love Hitler. A lot of them do. Let me check this out. Did I put it up here? I don't have it. Oh, someone had this bike theory. I agree. If a white kid had stole it, he would have gloated. You would have found out. I'm going with Jamal. But plot twist, the lady in the newsroom who got fired for stealing her tips paid Jamal to do it. It was a revenge plot. I said, amazing theory. Yeah, a white kid would have spilled the beans. But yeah, I got a high-level white fired for stealing in 1990. She def wanted me gone. I talked to my brother about who stole my bike because I had this crazy thought yesterday. Tron Bear said, those fucking gammas complain. We pay you for your work, then pay Netflix and cable day after. Oh, it's, it's insane. They're like, man, where do you get your money? I'm like working super hard every day doing entertainment for tens of thousands of people every single day. <laughs> like, but, 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 but you, sir... But you you ask for money, yeah, and I'm asking for more too because we're still short of the next 40 acres. Uh, BertariaCampgrounds.com. I mean, guys, we we did it. We we it's proof of concept. We have Ursa Rio going, which uh, we made some mistakes on. Based on we needed more land. Ten acres uh, gets you in a lot of contact with neighbors. And I wanted the 300 acres. I wanted to buy, get raised 2 million. I didn't get anywhere near 2 million. I made the best decisions I could at the time. Got the raw land. We built cabins on them. We did the best we could. It's way cheaper to get land in Ozarks. If we have 180 acres, no one can bitch. No one can complain. There's no na- looky-loo neighbors. No one can even see our property. Okay? So if you want to donate, please help out. Get us more land. For these festivals, these get-togethers, uh, people will uh, uh, just talk shit because they're jealous, angry, bitter, resentful little fuckers. It is uh, BertariaCampgrounds.com. I think it was Time Traveling Bear that needed to set us off on the right timeline to save the realm. Oh, so anyway, my theory, I think your mom sold it so she could work harder, German motivation. Okay, if it was a white kid, the reason I've always thought it was a nigger is because they, I would have known if it was someone in my social circle. So if it was Timmy Kuno, I did recon on his house. He didn't have my bike. They weren't, they weren't uh, sophisticated enough to sell it out of the city. 
Jamal and Aristotle were. Um, the Hungers Next Door, you know, the Palmatesos, the Salazos, the DeLucas. No one took it. Then, then my brother, I had this sinking feeling. I was like, what if my, yeah, exactly, go to bear. I was like, what if my brother's known this whole time? Dude, this went through my head. It was like, because I hadn't talked to my brother in a couple weeks. And I just started getting this feeling of like, what if he fucking knows who stole my bike? And I was like. So I texted my brother. I just go, hey, man, do you know who stole my bike 32 years ago? And he goes, no fucking clue. Maybe the Lees. And I was like, wait, what? And so then we started talking on the phone. He's doing great, by the way. Hilarious. Uh, Miss him tremendously. But so I didn't even think of this possibility. So we had two brothers who lived down the street because if the whites had stolen it, they would have gloated. I would have known. I would have seen them riding the bike. The blacks steal it. They move it. They're moving merch. But the Lees, they both committed suicide. Both these brothers. They both hung themselves. So they were tormented dudes. They were capable of stealing it to just throw it in the river. I never even thought about that possibility. So what we need to do is we need a diving team. I don't know if there's any bears here that want to swim in the Oswego River. It's been 32 years. But I think that a reasonable potential thing that happened is one of these hyper-depressed suicidal kids... Saw a happy fat kid. No, the Lees are not dog eaters. They were white Lees. I'm honestly surprised Reddit hasn't already done it. What, search the river? They had to deal with the guilt of that fateful day. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, don't steal bikes, guys, or you'll fucking end up. Suicide's no joke. So the blacks were the only ones smart enough to not get caught? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say smart, Boer Bear. Criminally sophisticated. When it comes to that. Uh, I still am leaning. <sighs> okay. I mean, listen. I've, I've, I've been doing cold case for 32 years in my head. Straight. Every day. My dad stole my bike. That's always a possibility, you know. Not my dad. My dad can't ride a bike. <laughs> my dad is not physically. He's never been physically capable of riding a bike. I found my stolen bike on the water with a magnet on a rope. I posted pics in the BTA app. Yeah, so I actually think it could have been someone who just saw how happy I was as a paper boy. It was my birthday. Paper boy of the year, same day. I'm fat, but I'm happy as fuck. I'm like this naive, sweet, smiling boy. And uh, if, if the Griffins didn't do it. They, I would have seen, because they used to come to my shows years later, even after one had a horrible car accident. And I would have seen it in their eyes. I can see the guilt. You're overthinking the beasts have never denied it, have they? No, but it's also about proximity. Jamal lived at least 10 blocks away. And I know they like to operate in their area unless they're... Like when you see black kids riding in a neighborhood where one's on the pegs, like one black's riding the bike, there's another on the back standing on the pegs, they're looking for bikes to steal. That's 100% true. Because the one on the pegs jumps off, they see a bike, they hop on it, they get the fuck out of the neighborhood, 
and they don't gloat. The blacks don't gloat. They, they steal it. They ride it around, throw it in a dumpster. Um, that's some nihilistic shit. Steal a kid's bike just to enjoy, throw it in the river. Yeah, but they both hung themselves. So now that we know that piece of information, you want to talk about nihilism, depression, wanting to just see a happy fat kid sad? Uh, the Lees were capable of that. Timmy Kuno would have seen it. We shared a backyard. He shot me in the eye with a BB gun when I was nine. The Hungers, I would have seen it. They would have gloated. They would have squealed. Someone would have spilled the beans. The Lees would not have spilled the beans. And I think the guilt, potentially, of stealing my bike led them to suicide. What a crazy world. I'm not gloating, by the way. Suicide's no fucking joke. All right, have I gotten everything? Oh, you want to see, uh, want to see the, my family playing music? With Frederick on the, uh, with Frederick on the old fucking piano? Yeah, one second. Well, someone said, get in my class. Used to run over kittens with a lawnmower. He committed suicide. The Griffin, uh, one of my neighbors used to run over kittens with a lawnmower too. He used to bury kittens in the earth with just their heads sticking out and they'd roll over it with the lawnmower. He didn't commit suicide though, but he did get in a horrible car accident. Uh, anyway. It was not them. It was Aristotle. You think it was Aristotle. I mean, Aristotle and Jamal both did hard time in prison for kidnapping, rape, and uh, robbery. Hmm. No, I'm from a very dark area. I don't think people understand where I'm from. You know, when people are like, oh, how dare you not respect the Jew? I'm like, dude, half my block committed suicide. (laughs) Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I was from an area where, like, people were really, really depressed and angry and violent and drunk. And so when people are like, oh, but this Jew thinks you misrepresent the Talmud. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Upstate New York is dark. It's haunted. It's a haunted place. All right. Here's some super chats. Yes, Owen, I would love a class. Well, maybe I will do it. Tip jar, I'd purchase a rhetoric class for sure. Nice. Marketing, if there was a poster to print it out, nice. P.O. Bear, gotta go. Pay gay away, retard away, and rewatch later on authorized.tv. Louisiana Black Bear, paying some gay away. Keep crushing. Thank you, Louisiana Black Bear. And Fargo Bear, if you're not too busy showing your foreskin to the ATL, can you play a Pink Floyd mashup and let me know if you got my copper? I did get your copper. I appreciate it. And yeah, I'll absolutely play... uh, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, especially given what Roger's going through by the Zionist Jews these days who just can't shut the fuck up. Dear Big Bear, McMaddie Bear here from West Virginia. Not time to break the one-page rule, but I want to share our experience at the festival. And I understand if you can't read it all. No, I will indeed. Thanks for being respectful. 
When my crowdfunding started, when the crowdfunding started at Ursa Rio, I was so pumped and convinced my husband we should donate. However, we drug our heels, got behind on our bills, and missed the boat. A year later, my dearest aunt purchased 80 acres in Texas County, Missouri, two hours south of her home in St. Louis, and began building a barn dominium and various other infrastructures around her property. When we went to visit on the 4th of July in 2021, our minds were blown by the character and quality of the people in her area. Without any guides or traffic managers, the cars lined up in perfect rows with large green space in between so kids could all play. No crowding, just order and crushing. Yeah, it's a, it's a blessing of whites. This tiny little town had the greatest fireworks show I've ever seen. The historic downtown area wasn't run down or broken down, but it was all thriving. Local businesses and well-kept facilities. We're so impressed with the vibe. When the Bears began to crowdfund for Ursa Ozarks, I knew we had to be a part. We got our butts in gear and made our donation and planned for a year to go visit my aunt for Labor Day weekend and the whole family in the camper. Got to the festival and rocked out. This past year was definitely the hardest of our marriage, our businesses, and our family. While we enjoyed our fifth child and his first year of life, we also had a great amount of stress with the housing market after my husband rehabbed two houses that were not turning over. It was very discouraging for him, and I really wanted for him, uh, most of all, to experience the Bears. I knew as a father of five with three businesses between us, and as a man with high moral character, he would be among his peers and could be proud because our community respects his type. I didn't know if he would make it, and I didn't think he even wanted to come, and up until about 6 p.m. on Friday night, I wasn't sure if I was going to be camping along with my baby or if he was going to come. Fortunately, grandparents and siblings all offered to help with older kids and made it possible that he and I and our youngest could come and enjoy the festival. We drove all night, saw my aunt at their homestead on Saturday morning, and got ready for the big show on Saturday night. When we got to the campground, we got checked in by the very chill, hospitable, hospitable folks and got set up at our campsite. We met Coffee Grounds Bear and Joker Bear and then went to peep the scene. We saw a biochar demonstration and got hooked up with the homemade ice cream and medicinal tinctures. It was a very enjoyable atmosphere, obviously. When I read the brochure, I only looked at one side and saw that you were performing Sunday at 4.30, and I thought that was very strange. But we decided since you weren't going on until the next day and the Anchor Bear show wasn't until later, we'd go to Walmart and get some supplies for dinner. We had a great time at Walmart. Um, I had... And on our way back, we saw Starlink in the sky, and we were just loving life. I was so lit, I forgot about all our troubles and worries until we pulled up, and the police cars were blocking the entrance, and we heard the special going on. My heart sank. My stomach dropped. I ran to the tent while my husband sat in the car with the baby so I could catch the last 10 minutes. When we got back to our campsites, we got in a huge fight. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. My husband was so angry with me and lying in our tent, dismayed. I thought all was lost. My husband said he didn't drive 20 hours for nothing, so I better get up and go to the concert. I rallied and went to see Anchor Bear. This was a blast, and I remembered my time at Burning Man years ago and how dystopian it felt. How sad it made me that as good as people were trying to be by ultra-creative and skilled, super generous with their drugs, and environmentally conscious by leaving nothing behind, it was still so void and desperate for living water. To the contrary, the festival in a hayfield full of people who loved the good, true, and beautiful was giving me literal healing water for my thirsty soul. I got really cool revelation walking back to the big tent that night. Maybe your show was not meant to have 
my level of retardation present and accounted for. You needed a retard-free zone, and apparently the good Lord knew it, and he kept me and my husband and I at Walmart during the special. I know it's tradition to pay the gay away, but I was hoping this payment could be applied to paying away some hard R's so I might not get blocked from attendance next year. Sunday was amazing. We met Amy Appleseed Bear and some Sunflower Angel Bear and her crew from our neck of the woods in Georgia. We enjoyed the conference and even got to meet you and your amazing family. Amy was so hospitable and treated me like I was a friend. Your mother was so kind to my baby and you had the brightest eyes and smile. Um... It was such an honor. I'm thankful for the whole experience and can't wait to see that special. Continue to crush um, McMaddie Bear and Co. Thank you, McMaddie Bear. I appreciate that. Sorry you got in an argument with uh, your hubby, but I, it sounds like it ended up being great. And congrats on the fifth child. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the, it, was, it was not a retard-free zone. I mean, Coddington was at the special, so... My mom sent Walter a letter. I'm very excited to give that. Absolving retardation is Vox's thing. Yeah, my thing is absolving gay. You you pay your gay away. Dear Big Bear, I'm writing once again to tell you how very much I love your work and how I miss you when I cannot watch and hear your stream. Once again, I've landed my sorry ass in the funny farm that is the state mental institution in Bangor, Maine. So I am at Dixon Bangor. I will be sure to pay this gay away as soon as I can access a phone or cash. Um, banger, capital Bangor. Much love and gratitude, aka barely, barely on BTF. Well, you, you landed yourself in the funny farm. I love how casual that is. It's like, well, you know, I'm back in the funny farm. I'm moving on. My kid's already asking when we're going to the festival again. Like it's next week? Yeah. Greetings to Owen and your beautiful family. I send this letter with a heart full of gratitude and prayers of abundance and peace for you and your family. I'm going to do my best to keep this to one page. My husband, Paul, has been a regular listener and supporter for many years. I get the pleasure of listening in when our little kids aren't around, but I do ask for updates regularly from my husband, and he's happy to pass along what you guys are up to and what you're sharing in your live streams. It's refreshing to see a family like yours, living life in a simpler and more beautiful way, keeping what's truly important, family, faith, community, growing your own food, and so on, and the forefront of all you do. Did I make fun of blacks and Jews too much? I feel like I was kind of interstitching like beautiful family stuff with making fun of the Talmud. Because now it, it, my Twitter is just going to be Jews being like, you're misrepresenting and it. it's heathens we fucking rape. I... It's just, I do what I got to do. I do what I got to do. Prayers for Barely, he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like he's got a good attitude. He's like, here I am back in the funny farm. Wonder what kind of seeds they plant at the funny farm. Good question. Seeds of doubt. Not too much, let's do more, never. All right, cool. I mean, I, I feel like I'm being quite funny. You have to pretend that I'm being hateful. You ever notice that? It's like you have to play make-believe that that's what I'm doing. Too much is not enough. Please don't stop poking at the Jews or the blacks. All right, cool. It's good for them. It's fucking good for them. All right. But man, it's like they just get so triggered. 
I mean, for a group of people that are living on our money, it's like, can they have some fucking respect? Jesus. I was born in Saranac Lake, but lived in Lake Placid for the early part of my childhood before moving to Long Island, New York, where I eventually met my husband. I'm sure you probably get this often, but we find that we have so many synchronicities with you, your family, what you discuss in your live stream, and even what you're doing with the Bear community. My husband and I have known each other for 15 years now and have been together for about nine. In that amount of time, we've changed so much individually, but also together. We've never lost the fun, respect, love, and joy in our relationship. And for that, we feel so incredibly blessed because we can't say the same for many of our friends, possibly because they never left Long Island and are too comfortable with their more urban lifestyle and outlook. I guess for them, ignorance is bliss. We appreciate listening to you and the admiration you have for Amy, all she does, and the important roles you all have in creating a strong family unit. I know you say some of your Gamma listeners get tired of hearing you go on and on about the love you have for your wife and your relationship, but it's a topic that I feel isn't shared enough these days, so keep at it. Me and Amy actually had a date today. We had a lunch date. Um, We have a babysitter we use sometimes, or a friend of the family. She's awesome. And uh, we try to once a week do something just me and Amy, even if it's just an hour and a half. And uh, it was really, really nice. We had some awesome conversations. Uh, Amy's getting excited about uh, her cookbook. I know it's years in the making, but she's finally really, really excited about it. She wants to make it so it lays flat. That's really important to her. (laughs) Where it's like a, a book that, when you open it, the pages don't flow around that you can, with the recipes and the uh, advice and stuff like for cooking, she wants to make it simple, but homes, homes, like, you know, the, 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 uh, the meals she cooks us. Like yesterday we had homemade mayonnaise, homemade ketchup, homemade brioche buns, local beef, homemade tomatoes. Like we had just hamburgers, but everything was homemade. And, uh, and so I was telling her maybe seven meals, like it doesn't have to be crazy, like one for each day of the week and really go into where everything comes from. Like, let's just say one of them was a hamburger, how to make the mayonnaise, like how to raise the chickens for the eggs for the mayonnaise, you know, like, uh, how to make the tomatoes, how to grow the tomatoes to make the ketchup for the bun, the brioche bun, the, the, how to make the Parmesan cheese for the burger. You know, stuff like that. I have some beautiful cookbooks like that. I will send you photos of them. Yeah. And she wants to potentially draw it. Because Amy is a phenomenal artist. I don't think... uh, I don't think people realize how... Like, she is a really, really good artist. And so, it might add a lot of time to the cookbook. But she was uh, thinking about drawing um, the illustrations... Yeah, farm-to-table cookbook, but also a heavy, like physically, like the aesthetic of the cookbook is heavy, and when it opens, it lays flat. Um, Being the giant bear, you're the man, BB. The bears are crushing. I've been working for years after you left DLive. I'm actually back at DLive. That's why I keep poking at YouTube to let me back, because these companies change. Their agendas change. The guards change. People die, people get fired, people are retire, you know, consciousness shifts. And so, um, you know, that's why we just got to keep surviving. 
baby number two on the way. Being the giant bear. Congratulations. That's awesome. Homemade ketchup might be nice. Yeah, everything homemade. It's it's unreal. That's what we do. We we like to keep the meals relatively simple, but everything from the farm. And for the record, I know that some gamma troll freaks are like, Owen pretends that he gets everything from his farm, but I know he still goes to the grocery store. We totally go to the grocery store. Are you fucking kidding me? And I couldn't survive homesteading without the income I have as a comedian. I'm super open about that. Like, I'm not this this subsistence farmer who's doing everything. Like, I'm growing the grain to feed my cows. And No, no. But, like, we have cans of shit and we buy coconut oil and all kinds of shit. We go to the grocery store all the time. But, like, one meal a day, typically, she does something completely from scratch. From the garden, from the milk, from the cheese we make, from the eggs, from the, the herbs we do. Uh, or the meat we can harvest. Ona's never once said 100% off grid. Never once. I've never once fucking claimed to be 100% off grid. I have a well. I'm on the electric grid. I bitch about my electric bill all the time. <laughs> like it's retarded. It's like, oh, then where do you get your money? Subscriptions to unauthorized.tv. Super Chats, which is a commodity, I guess. Selling magazines. Um... I make some income from the app, but not much. And I don't need that much. I don't have a mortgage. Oh, did the beard butt? No, I bought my land. I paid for my house based on my past real estate that I sold. It's like, obvious. It, I'm not hiding anything. And they're like, oh, it might be nice, but you dare. So why are you crowdfunding? It's like the festival I just showed you. That's we, we crowdfunded to get the land so that we could shoot our special outside of Hollywood. People are so out of touch with what it takes to grow food and make things and generalize this off-grid homestead lifestyle. Yeah, they, they view it like pornography. They're on their like Pinterest and all this shit. And they're just like, yeah, people don't understand living without debt. Yeah, that's why I bought uh, my wife's car I just bought her has 111,000 miles on it. Because I don't want to be in debt. Because debt is uh, slavery. Oh, it might be not debt, but you there, but you fucking steal. I don't steal anything ever. That's bullshit. You know, it's like, that's, it's, it is pretty profitable at this point to consistently be hilarious every single day and have people pay five bucks a month uh, for your back catalog. I mean, then I don't have a car payment. My insurance for my car is $800 a year for both the cars. Um, you know, I don't have a mortgage. My taxes are $3,500 a year, um, for the land. Um, yeah, I mean, how hard is that? It's not that hard. And people are like, oh, might be not you, sir. I'm like, okay, if I was a greedy fuck and I did have all this money, why wouldn't I get a huge $20 million place in debt? Like, it doesn't even make sense. You stole my heart when you said nigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was still in Hollywood, I'd be making way, way, way more money. Like the money I make, people are still mad at. They're just mad that I didn't, that I survived. They're like, you, my, my price in Hollywood, like for my talent level, my ability to improv, my ability to hold people's imagination and attention for hours at a time, my ability to play the piano, my ability to act. 
my ability to do all these things, my ability to shake hands and kiss babies, I could have made millions and millions of dollars in Hollywood. That's a fact. I was. Not millions and millions, but I was doing quite well in Hollywood. And I actually did hold the line morally. I actually refused to sell out once I realized that my my uh, name, like they wanted me by, the, by 2016, 2017, they wanted me to do something that I considered wrong for money for the first time. Before that, I didn't consider it wrong. I didn't consider promiscuity and drinking alcohol wrong. I didn't consider um, pro-choice wrong. I thought I, I had never been a part of an abortion. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any younger siblings. I didn't have any cousins. I was never around that process. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Who cares? I just I'd never registered that it was wrong. And so the trans child movement shocked me out of that. And I said, no, I won't be a part of that. And then as I was leaving hell, I didn't realize I was in hell. I started seeing more and more things clearly. I started seeing the NASA and what race means, you know, all kinds of shit. They have to pretend you were not successful in Hollywood or otherwise, why would you have left Hollywood to grift uh, tiny corners? Exactly. The narrative doesn't make sense at all, given reality with their narrative. If I wa- They have to pretend I wasn't successful in Hollywood, because if not, why am I on BitChute? Why am I not allowed on YouTube? Oh, how would I be grifting? No offense to you guys, but why would I be like desperately trying to grift off like a few thousand people on BitChute when I was literally doing stadiums and shit, that doesn't make any sense. It's because once I went against their fucking agenda, I wasn't allowed to perform at their clubs, at their theaters, be on YouTube, be on Twitter, be on Airbnb. They didn't want me to be able to have any income at all. So that I begged and pleaded and, and, and begged them to let me back in. And then they could break the buck and show everybody what happens when you go against the agenda And I never fucking did because I would rather work a manual fucking job hauling brush than be a part of what I consider evil. And I passed that test. I really did. I was doing, uh, don't get me wrong. I still had a million dollars in, in real estate, but I wasn't making any money. So I had to make money with my brother because I don't think like, I think long-term. So I'm like, okay, They just kicked me out of, I lost my agent. I lost my manager. I'm not allowed to tour. I'm not allowed to do any of this shit. So what can I do? I'm like, Jason, will you fucking let me work for you? And I'm hauling brush for $20 an hour while I still own a million dollar condo. I'm renting it to Whitney Cummings' producer. No one even knew that. No one even knew who owned the fucking condo. It was hysterical. Whitney Cummings is talking shit about me publicly. Her executive producer of her fucking show. I've never told anyone this. But it's so many years now, it doesn't even matter. Her executive producer of this show is renting my condo for $5,000 a month. (laughs) The whole time. Okay. So I'm fucking hauling brush for my brother for $20 an hour. And I made it through the looking glass. And then people were inspired by it. I got to do comedy no one else could do. And I sold my condos. I had two of them. Um, one was basically break even the other, I was making about 1200 a month on after expenses. Uh, I took the money. I paid my capital gains. I paid off my wife's, uh, uh, student loans. 
And then with that money, we got our house or no, we already had our house from a different, from my past accomplishments in uh, Washington. When I was kicked off the, the Airbnb we had in Saranac Lake, when I was kicked off Airbnb, we sold that, made about 350000 on it, bought our land here, sold the house in Washington, and then used that money to build this house. It's all very open in the world. What, so the money I crowdfunded for Bertari Times Campground, we used to buy 10 acres in Boundary County, North Idaho. And then we bought 33 acres so far and we're leasing 150 in the Ozarks. And we're getting close to getting that 40 acres, but we could really use some help there. Paid something like 90,000, tons of taxes to get out of it, to get to pay to, to be like, okay, I'm getting out of California. I'm selling my condos. The, the taxes were insane, but it was worth it because the way it works is if you sell your condo and use it to buy another one, you don't have to pay the capital gains on it. But I was like, no, I want to pay. I want to buy my wife back from the juice. You know, I'm like, she has to, she's, in, it's like, she owed like a hundred thousand dollars in student debt or something insane. And uh, I remember that face when it was revealed, Candleface Cummings. Oh, yeah. Have I told that story before? That's hilarious. Yeah, well, Candle, well, old Candleface. I could have evicted her producer while she was talking shit, but I didn't. I'm not spiteful. But isn't that hilarious? Candleface is like, isn't Owen Benjamin like a men's right activist or something? Isn't he like a white supremacist or something? Just curious. And I'm like, I could fucking evict your producing partner. And it was hard at that time to get a two-story condo with a roof, a private rooftop in West Hollywood, 1,250 square feet, private parking. Yeah, bought it for 650, sold it for a mill. Was renting it for 5,000 a month. Oh, don't don't hate me cuz you ain't me, nigga, all right? I'm a smart motherfucker. Why know so New construction, they had to legally take the first offer. Dude, anybody in here that does real estate knows exactly what I'm talking about. So two-story condo, townhouse, right in the heart of West Hollywood, private parking, 650. I put down 130 or whatever the 20% was. They, ha- they had to accept the first offer on new construction. That's why someone with 20% down beat out the all-cash offers. So I got in with 130 down, bought it for 650, sold it for a mill, okay? So that's 350 uh profit plus whatever I made on the uh the rent that I was using to pay down my mortgage. Okay? Paid the capital gains, paid my wife's fucking uh pro- debts. You just sounded like a real estate broker in LA. I used to be great at real estate in LA. I would make money on these comedy shows. And I would buy fucking condos with them. And everyone else is like, oh, get, get cocaine much. I'm like, no, fuck that. We get a condo. So if, I, if you're spending 5000 a month in rent or 4000 a month in rent for a one-bedroom apartment, why not own the fucking place? Yeah, they accept first come, first serve if you pay the, pay the asking price. Exactly. Iron Man Bear knows. If you pay full ask... And so the thing about new construction during 2012, when I got in, is it was going up so fast. They put out an asking price, 650 or mine was 649 for a two-bedroom condo, downtown West Hollywood. I could have gotten more than a million for it when I sold it, but I just wanted out. Um, 
It rented like a dream. It rented like a dream. Uh, he called the real estate market artist gays, yoga pants, ghetto. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's ghetto artists, gays, hipsters, yoga, yoga pants, yoga mats. Yeah, 2012, great time to buy. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I was getting killed by all cash guys. So I'd be, I'd have my my 20% ready to go and my approved of whatever. And the all cash guys, the Chinese guys, the Jews, the Russians, they just the Saudis. They just come in and buy the fucking thing. And I'd be like, meh. And that kept happening to me. So I really did some research. I'm like, okay, so legally, if someone makes new construction, they have to accept first at all, all first full offer no matter what. Um, and since 650 was a steal at that point, given that when they priced it, it was already on its way up. Fucking bang. Sold it 2019, 2020. I think I sold it in 2020. Was it 2019? I don't even remember. Uh, for a million. So in that time, I just crushed it. And I mean, oh, it might be nine. Oh, you sir. Man, that's how I made money. Uh, Marina Del Rey, I bought a, uh, in the Azure Luxury Building. I bought a condo for $879,000. It was two-story. The 13th and 14th floor. Full service, valet, everything. It was great to have a pregnant wife there. Uh, when when uh, we conceived Walter in that place. Rented it briefly for 6000 a month, but the HOA was 1500 a month. My mortgage was 3800 and the taxes were high. So it was break even every month. I want, so I, I got, a, I sold it for 1.1 million. Paid the taxes on it. Got my original money out. Uh, that this... Again, I'm only telling you guys this because claims have been made that where the fuck does Owen Benji get get money? Okay, from the time I started working in 2003 on the show Punked or like doing tours or anything, I worked consistently right up until I left Hollywood. I did not get kicked out of Hollywood. I left Hollywood with my agent intact and manager. I chose family first over Hollywood after Amy gave birth to our son, Walter. I saw that beautiful boy. I saw my wife. I did not want them to be surrounded by gangbangers and fucking niggers and white meth heads right around Marina Del Rey. I was like, we need to be around my brother or your parents or somebody. We need family. I've, I've ne- my whole life is logged on the internet. I said, we're getting out of here. We don't need Hollywood. We can work out of Saranac Lake where my brother is. So we get to Saranac Lake. I'm still doing my podcast. It's sponsored. I'm making good money. I, uh, I can still tour. I can still do all this shit. No problem. That's when I started running into these political problems. The political problems start arising because I won't back down on the trans kid thing, on gun rights, on all kinds of these things because I'm now in real America. I'm not surrounded by these gay cocktail fags. I'm surrounded by like cops and firefighters and dudes who work with their hands. And I'm living in a small town. And so I was, and I still got a development deal with True TV. I still sold a book to, uh, for 60 grand that I had to give the money back. So I wouldn't stop calling Lena Dunham a cunt. Okay. And so they took it all away and I lost my agent, lost my manager, lost my touring ability. They even took my ability to be on fucking YouTube after we got to Washington, but they were pulling all of it. You know, they're doing hit pieces about me. I'm fucking spiraling. I'm doing tree work. You know, Amy's pregnant again. I'm trying to tour. 
Last minute, they canceled me from every fucking theater. Meanwhile, I got these Reddit clowns saying I'm canceling my own theaters. It's like, it was infuriating. I got these people claiming they're going to come to my house and kill me all the time. I didn't realize how the internet worked. CPS is coming to my house telling me like that, that there's been accusations of abuse and I killed my dog and all this shit. So I'm stressed out. And that era is when people got all these uh, clips of me being like spiraling about Jews and about like the way the system works because I wasn't backing down at all. You know, not only was I not backing down, I'm like, I might have to seriously fucking fight somebody because they're putting me in a position where like, what are they going to do? Like when Patreon kicked me off and because of tweets, I was like, is this, are they going to do this to my electric bill? Are they going to do this to my water? Are they going to do this to my ability to have food? And I'm super paternal. Like I got kids, I got a wife I love. So now I'm like getting into chickens. I'm getting, I'm like, I got to be around people I can trust. I got, and then I was causing my brother too much heat in Saranac Lake. And so I, I did the merciful thing and left. Patreon policing off platform. Yeah, they broke their own terms of service. I'm suing them. They're threatening to take my house. I'm under a ton of pressure, but I don't fucking stop. Um... Jason Treehabbed all that Hollywood gayness out of BB. Yeah, it was a wonderful time, and I, I do miss him tremendously. I'm glad our relationship is solid. One of those clips channels trying to make you look bad is how I found this stream again in 2018. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so now I'm in the happiest time of my life. It's the most stable I've ever been, even though YouTube just kicked off Bertaria Times, and I'm still not allowed to be in platforms that my enemies are, and people still talk shit, and... There's still whisper campaigns. I I'm I couldn't be happier. You know, but that's my story. And if you want to know where I got my money to buy my land and build my house and uh, the difference between that money and the money that I crowdfund for land or projects, it's all very, very clear. Um, you're in the gravy space now. Yeah, totally. I'm surprised you didn't spend condo money on cocaine with how hard you go, wildlife. I don't go hard with... I've done cocaine six times in my life, probably. Um, And it was all around 2006 to 2009, maybe, just a few times. I don't know if you're just trying to start bullshit, Austin, but uh, uh, I am not a... uh, I was never a hard drug user at all. I had a uh, Adderall prescription briefly, and not going to lie, when I want to clean my barn, I occasionally miss it. But uh, that's just the truth. It made me where I couldn't talk properly. When people claimed I was on Adderall, I was not on Adderall. That's the irony. Irony. Adderall would make me not talk, but I would be really good at cleaning. And so every now and then I reminisce on days when I had Adderall and I would clean the fucking barn with a... I right now would be capable of cleaning a barn with a toothpick, but um, I haven't done Adderall in years. I briefly had a prescription. I've done cocaine, yeah, probably six times total in my life. Weed, under 20 times. Um, I took acid once in high school. I've done mushrooms maybe twice. I've never done uh, MDMA. I've never never done ecstasy. (laughs) All right. Uh, My life's a fucking open book, guys. There's no no secrets here. And I think that that drives the, the demons wild. But that's where my money, 
So where the fuck do you get your money from if you're not allowed to be in the fucking... I'm actually doing pretty fucking good right now. I mean, unauthorized isn't going up much, but it's maintained, even though the economy went down. I consider that a win. You know, YouTube revenues went down 40%, unauthorized stayed the same, so... Um, you know, can't complain. Um, guess I got out of drugs before Adderall. Well, I was told I had ADD and I couldn't focus on studying for, uh, scripts. And so somebody was like, you can get a, you can get a prescription for Adderall to help you learn your lines. And it did a little, but it also, uh, made me a little vacant. I didn't really like the way it made me feel. Uh, BB, it's odd now. These loser fucks assume you're as broke as they are. You were making good money. We're... Yeah, because they're they're believing their own lies. It's like I was very successful in LA. They won't accept that someone would give up money and status for morality. They won't accept that. That's why they have to be like, oh no, he would never, he would never successful. He would never. It's like, okay, then how the fuck did I own two million dollar condos in LA? When my dad is a professor who made $50,000 a year at the end of his career. When I was a kid, he made in the 20s and my mom's a stay-at-home mom. Where the fuck did the money come from? Oh, you there. It's just scamming. What? There was, I, the first time I crowdfunded was 2020 in my entire life. Where would I get the money from? It was from development deals with Disney, ABC, Fox, Sony, touring nonstop, college tours. Vince Vaughn's Wild West tour. I was in three Adam Sandler movies. I was the lead of a $6 million movie that was on Netflix. I was on Leno. I was on Fallon. I was on Chelsea Handler. I was on all that shit. I was a cast member of Punked. I was one of the leads of a sitcom where I made 30 grand a week for three fucking years. Ah, maybe not. Yeah, but you there. Everything I'm saying is a fact. Everything I'm saying is a goddamn fact. And they won't accept that I fucking gave it up for family and for morality. You know? It's like they just won't accept that. They're like, oh, you were, you you, said, and I'm like, no, that's literally the truth. That's exactly what happened. I left out, I was never kicked out of LA. I was in Saranac Lake for like a year before I lost my out, my manager agent, all that shit. I left because I wanted my kids to know their cousins. And it's like, fucking keep slandering me all you want. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. We, we appreciate listening to you and the Admiral. Oh, rather, it means so much more when you put the time in, have a family and pursue goals that will create a respectable future legacy. My husband and I have two amazing boys, Ronan and Gunner, and one baby girl, Oriella, on the way in November. I've never loved my life so much. I've heard you say before that you feel like you're living in heaven on earth, and I feel the exact same way. But if I let my mind get the better of me, it terrifies me because I know I have something so incredible that could be lost. I know, that's, that's something that happens. Um, what's up, Poppy? Hello, Simone Poppy. I remember when you were a regular on Chelsea lately. I never missed a show. I was a sorry piece of work back then, says Bible Reading Bear. Yeah, I mean, I was always offered all this shit. All the, I was always fucking offered these positions. You know, in, those, uh, in that movie, uh, Frequencies, that I want to watch, that Crow reviewed, I think I would be considered a high-frequency person. 
where things just work out in my life. They just do. It's like, I went to LA, I pursued, like so many things could have went wrong. Horrifying. The odds were so against us and we just kept crushing. And it's just like, I, uh, I, uh, I'm just one of those people that things just go well, you know? I mean, I have a lot of tragedy in my life or I've had obstacles or all that, but I don't know. I just have that attitude where we just keep getting through stuff. Where that's the irony of when people try and, uh, try and like slander me and all this stuff. I'm like, it's weird. Oh, you don't want to be around Owen. Owen's a, a lunatic. He's a re- I'm like, it's kind of funny because everyone around me seems to be doing really well. You know? People in my vicinity always typically do well. Like their lives, it's just like, you know, I'm a good force in people's lives. There's something to having pure intentions even when you are fucking up. Yeah, I think frequency has to do with intention. I, I got to watch that movie. I'm going to do my own review of that movie. It sounds fascinating. I think your frequency has to do with your intention. And if your intention is actually good, you can't fake it. If you have a good intention, like you actually like people or like when you're doing stand up, you just really want to make everyone happy or so, stuff like that. Like the life, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it just keeps feeding you awesome things. Once you become a father, you saw the writing on the wall. California was now remodeled. Yeah, I, I was doing really well when I took my wife, took my boy and we drove across the country and bought a $200,000 house to live in. That's 100% what happened. You guys were there. You know that that's the truth. I left a million dollar condo and another million dollar condo, got in a car, her mom's Nissan, and drove it across the fucking country to live in a $200,000 house because that's where family, sanity, and safety was for my boy. And that intention is what drove us to Bertaria. It's like that intention and the, the same intention brought me to LA. Me and my best friend, Pat, were in Key West. We just wanted to have an adventure and make the world laugh. And that intention, we got in our 91 Plymouth Acclaim, drove it to fucking Los Angeles and just kept falling into opportunities. And then that same intention, me and my wife and our baby, we got in a car we said we want a safer environment, we want family, and we want reality. We want the truth for our boy. And we fucking did it. We moved from a million-dollar condo to a $200,000 house. That's all public fact. And I don't regret a bit of it. In fact, it's just this epic story. And these little fucking gremlins want to just keep distorting this beautiful story. And I'm like... You low vibrational fucks. You, you twisted, distorted, agenda, greedy, driven fucks. And, it's, and the more they want to distance themselves from me, the better. You know? It's like, I don't want to be in the same vicinity as these fucking people. Because they're, they're, uh, their motivations in this world are so bad. You know? I feel the same. I've made a lot of bad choices, but I've never tried to hurt anyone. And everything always seems to work out. Tons of gratitude. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I've never once... Guys, I've never even flagged a YouTube channel. I've never even conspired to take someone down. Ever. 
And think about all the epic battles I've been in online. I've never once been like, yeah, let me nice. I'm fucking. I've never once started a slander campaign against anyone, with the exception of Operation Jort Speed, which was public and hilarious. The Bertarian Fest, people over 1,500, all old friends meeting for the first time, good tribute. Yeah, and that all comes when people call you high vibrational. I think it has to do with a, a, um, intention. I think we're tuned like a piano. I think the 12 notes are like the 12 apostles, the 12 zodiacs, right? 12, right? And I think we're tuned like a piano and the, and the octaves go up with our intention. High vibrational, high frequency. I really think that. I think higher intention can understand low intention, but not the reverse. Yes, that's a really, really good observation, Fast Bear. Because low vibration is gut. It's like very emotional. I'm not saying emotion's bad. I can get emotional. I totally get it. But it's all very emotional and very like deceptive. It's like, yeah, fucking, I, I don't know. I, I, I can feel, like I can, I can hear the, the vibration of low. It's like a really drunk person. But that's how they are all the time. Just grabbing at stuff, twisted, you know. Uh, most high vibe people have low vibe one point. I don't think so. I think you can be drunk or alone or sad. But if your intention is good, I don't think you're ever low vibration. I think, I think intention is is so important. Like, did you want to hurt people? Were you motivated by envy? Were you like sneaking and hiding? You know? I think that's what makes you low vibration. All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah, good point, Lily. Beyond high and low frequency, it's the clarity of frequency. That's because then you have like amplitude, timbre, all those different elements of music. So the clarity of your frequency is a different factor. That's like... I've had times when I've been low amplitude, sad, drunk, um, you know, horrible clarity, but intention was always there in my life. I really never wanted to hurt people. And I always wanted what's best for the people around me. And I was always motivated by love. And that's true. All right. Is this interesting or am I just rambling? All right. Um, Paul, my husband is a rare one. He knows who he is and won't buckle or conform to anyone or anything. He's incredibly intellectual, creative, humble, and a true leader. Aside from his family, friends, jujitsu, and the simple pleasures of life, his passion is teaching and training those interested in learning how to become technically and tactfully proficient in shooting and force on force training. He's got a wealth of knowledge in all things guns and tactics related and gives it all away for free. He has tribes all around U.S. that follow training techniques through an airsoft group he runs called the Green Mountain Rangers. He utilizes airsoft and the main vessel to provide training and also offers real steel firearm training for the closer-knit community members. He's always had the opportunity to be a celebrity in this community, but has never had the interest. He's been offered help before by a successful and savvy businessman, oh, genius, who you guessed it just so happened to be Jewish. Coincidence? With my help, we can make you a star. A sentence that my husband would tell you sent chills down the back of his neck when he heard it. 
Naturally, he turned down the offer, an offer that so many would take in a heartbeat. Ever seen The Devil's Advocate with Keanu? You're a star, has real Al Pacino devil vibes. How about that for a synchronicity? <laughs> for what we're just talking about. You know, when the stars fall to earth, like the stars up there are supposed to guide you, but we're guided by people that claim to be stars. Isn't that hilarious? All right. My husband makes resisting the sin of vanity look and seem so easy, something, something I admire. About 10 years ago, he taught himself how to sew and how to hand make gun holsters and magazines, inserts. He decided to quit his 9-to-5 job as a broker, a job he hated, and started selling gun holsters and magazine inserts, which led him to creating tactical gear business, gmrgear.com. Shameless business plug, don't mind. He's incredibly creative and refuses to put out anything that is basic or subpar. He's created unique tactical bags and accessories and is soon coming out with an insanely innovative weapons carrier vest and system is much more on the horizon. I'm simply so impressed with his mind and his determination. He's been screwed over too many times in business, even by those he considered to be friends. He's really just like to be a good, uh, he's really just like to be the idea guy and let someone else handle the business. He truly needs a Coddington of his own. Well, you keep your hands off my Coddington. A videographer bear, a Jew bear, and he'd be set. I think the path can be so much easier when you have reliable and trustworthy people. That's one thing I like to provide here is community where people can find each other. It's exactly it. Like, if you find each other and create your little tribe and your little business and become anti-fragile, then we're all strong. Dude, rising uh, tide raises all boats, and that's everybody here. Like, I want you to be a successful business in your family because then your family's stronger, then that it, it's better for all of us. Then our entire community raises. And that all comes from uh, the, the reality that it's not a zero-sum game, that we're not rats fighting over a piece of cheese. We are creators in this world, and we, and we can continuously create more and more for each other. It's amazing. Um, I think the path can be so much easier when you... Yeah. So if there's any bears out there that have experience in these areas looking to lend a helping hand with a tactical gear and training company, I know he'd be interested. It's really hard to expand where it's always just you trying to wear all the hats. And one of those hats is going to be pretty small. One of the reasons I'm writing this is to say a huge thank you. Paul has sent money throughout the years and supports you and your cause and is more than happy to. What you offer is invaluable and much appreciated. Your messages, spell-breaking, and comedic spin have had a much positive impact on my husband and our family. Paul turns 40 on October 2nd. Happy birthday, Paul. So if you wouldn't mind giving him a happy birthday shout-out, happy birthday. Let's get Paul some, let's get Paul some Coddingtons. Uh, I don't know how we can get in touch with him. I don't even know where you live. I know he'd love it or will be very surprised as he has no clue I'm saying this letter. He usually doesn't care about birthdays or holidays, but I know 40 is a little different. Also, can you play and sing Simple Man by Skinner? Yeah, of course I can. Thank you so much for all you do. You're helping to create stronger men and, and greater family values. And so your reach will positively impact our future generations. Blessing to you and Amy and the boys with gratitude, Ashley. Yeah, so that website is uh, gmrgear.com. The, the Bertarian app is the best way to, uh, to communicate with new people you might want to work with because you can see their history on there. You can see they can um, 
just being there, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of possibilities of trolls or gamma scum. So, um, yeah, in the future, if you want to, me to help you network for your business idea or to find people that might be interested, just let me know the, the app handle and where you're located. We can train him a Coddington. We can. Everybody needs a Coddington. All right, I'll play some music now. All right, I'm going to play some Pink Floyd, too. Are are we caught up on Super Chats, Codsworth? Mama, mama told me. What Keisha? Mama told me when I was young. All right. Caught up. Nice. I've worked with a lot of cool people using the app. Yeah, the app is incredible for, um, uh, what's it called? Networking. Because the I'm not bragging. It's just a fact. And you saw this at the festival. The quality of people in this community is really, really high when it comes to honesty and work ethic. And so, um, you know, just something to think about. Mama told me when I was young, come sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely to what I say. And if you do this, it'll help you some sunny day. Oh, take your time. Don't live too fast Troubles will come But they will pass You'll find a woman And you'll find love And don't forget, son There is someone up above And be a simple kind of man Oh, be something you love and understand. Baby, be a simple kind of man. Oh, won't you do this for me, son, if you can. Forget your lust for the rich man's gold. All that you need is in your soul Oh, you can do this Oh, baby If you try All that I want for you, my son Is to be satisfied And be a simple Kind of man Oh, won't you do this For me, son If you can
Let's do a little uh, Pink Floyd in honor of Roger Waters standing up to the J. Uh, I've got an Odyssey tip here. Hey, Guyton, I'm on Rumble, and I made a comment to shut up that Butterfinger person, and I am muted. Did I break a rule? I was sticking up for you, man. And Guyton says, you're unmuted. Fuck are you guys doing in there? Uh, you want to hear Sprawl? Sure. Let's play a little music. Kyneton's always getting himself in trouble. That's what I recommend. If you ever need to find yourself a Kyneton, just get one that doesn't get himself in a lot of trouble. They heard me singing. Is that too high for me? singing and they told me to stop 
quit these pretentious things and just punch the clock. These days my life, I feel it has no purpose. Late at night, the feelings swim to the surface. surface the city lights shine they're calling at me come and find your kind sometimes I wonder if the world's so small that we can never get away from the sprawl living in the sprawl Shopping, dead shopping malls rise like mountains beyond mountains, and there's no end in sight. I need the darkness, someone please cut the lights. We rode our bikes to the nearest park. Some. 
I got elastic bands keeping my shoes on. Got those swollen hand blues. Got 13 channels of shit on the TV to choose from. I've got wild staring eyes. I've got a strong urge to fly. Work. Hello, is there anybody in there? Just not if you can hear me. Is there anyone at home? Come on now. I hear you feeling down. I can ease your pain, get you. Jews have been quiet now. The ADL has shut the fuck up. Just because I'm against the Iraq war and porno shown to little kids, they say I'm anti-Semitic and I'm not allowed to sing. Comfort and Son Awake My Soul? No problem. I don't know if we'll land the plane. Just a little pinprick, huh? Gotta flatten the curve. Just a little pinprick to flatten the fucking curve, nigger. Don't you niggers want to flatten the curve? Awake my soul. 
Don't you fucking niggas want to flatten the curve? Uh, I hear some bunch of fucking niggas don't want to flatten the curve. I hear these niggas don't want to flatten the curve. Is that true? Is that true, niggas? There we go. <clears throat> how fickle my heart and how woozy my eye. I struggle to find any truth in your lies. Now my heart stumbles on things I don't know My weakness I feel I must finally show Lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all But lend me your heart and I'll just let you fall Lend me your eyes, I can change what you see But lend me your soul, but, but your soul must keep totally free
How about um, I will wait. And then I'll do it. Then I'm gonna go hang out with everybody. Hang out with all my best friends. This fucking nigga doesn't want to flatten the curve. Is that true, nigga? You don't want to flatten the fucking curve? You want everyone to die of COVID-19, nigga? Um, this fucking nigga doesn't want to flatten the curve. I love this song. I came home like a stone and I fell heavy into your arms these days of dust which we've known step and relent you forgave and I won't forget know what we've seen and him with less now in some way shake the excess
got me emotional with this song is I pictured a woman who had a bunch of miscarriages singing this about her baby that's coming fuck man that was intense Jesus I mean dude I will wait for you it's about a baby I'll close on this one how about uh, first day of my life Fuck, that interpretation of that song is so powerful. (laughs) This is the first day of my life. So when I was born right in the doorway, I went out in the rain, suddenly everything changed, they're spreading. face that I saw Think I was blind before I met you And I don't care I can go anywhere with you And that's where I want to go So I thought I'd let you know These things take forever I especially am slow But I realized that I need you And I wondered if I could come home Remember the time you drove all night Just to meet me it was strange you said everything changed you felt as if you just woke up you said this is the first day of my life but I didn't die before I met you and I thought it was strange you said everything changed you felt as if So if you want to be with me, these things take forever, we'll just have to wait and see, but I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery, Uh besides maybe this time it's different, I think I really think you'd like me. Kale Bear said, 
Kale Bear said, I came here to laugh and BB made me cry. He's trying to hurt me. <laughs> That's hysterical. All right, last letter. Dear Owen, loving window, widows and orphans is true religion. Yeah, indeed. Let me read these super chats. <sighs> Tip for your authentic stand-up comedy musical talent. Why, thank you. Tip for the piano man. Thank you, J-Rock. Uh, Canadian David, thanks for the music, sir. Anytime, Canadian Dave. Cucumber, best gay away insurance in the realm. Highly recommend by yours truly because the realm gets a little gayer and we just pay. We just pay. You're quite the hetero insurance agent, BB. Must be nice. Yeah. You know, I offer different policies. <laughs> yeah, I do do a lot of underwriting for gay away. Oh, man, that I will wait for you. It's like, Jesus. I went to the two programs. All right. Loving widows and orphans is true religion. Many churches have programs where men and single mothers can hit reset. That's great. I went to two programs where you trade work for food and shelter. That's also great. I love that. Also, you never know when a church, when a Christian practices charity... Like you do when you send me welfare checks. Anytime. Is this a black guy? Inspired by your thoughts about inheriting a slave by dating single moms, laugh out loud, I let a single mom, her dog, and her nine-month-old baby stay with me for a week. We never screwed, but we did have a friendship as God's children, and it was cool hanging out with love in my having it was cool having all that love in my apartment. Playing music and the kid drumming along with a haystack uh, maraca. After the week, I got her six days in a hotel room and left her uh, the phone number for a few church organizations that might be better equipped to help her long term. Remember, it only takes one mistake to become a Dirty Sally. Yet, in keeping the baby, Dirty Sally becomes Mother Mary. Yes! I've actually had some thoughts. I think you can... Uh, chaperone and take care of single moms without taking them on as wives. I've thought of ways to do it. If God's children doesn't show up to the church building, Satan can do what he wants. How's that for German guilt to get you to go to church? Well, I think we can make our own churches, like just with our community. I was thinking about it. Love, Watt. Thank you, Watt. Thanks for your phone number. I like that you loved having a lot of love in your uh, apartment. Because the reason why you could not have a single mom on your property and take care of them without polygamy, marriage, all that stuff, is because that would doom them to not meet another man because it's not cool to let a woman take a man to your house or property, okay? I think there is ways around it. I'm not recommending this to anybody because it could get dicey. Because I think it's really important to take care of single moms because a lot of them were not just cunts, you know? Some guys really fucking suck. And that happens. Like, I know a woman here that, uh, that like, had a guy, got her pregnant. Told, he told her she loved, he loved her. Was, like, a hard, good guy, hardworking. Then just fucking changed. Started drinking. Stopped coming home. Gone. Now is another girlfriend. It's like, she's a great woman. Her kid's awesome. Great attitude. So, uh, you know... My contribution is just like goat milk, <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, I think it's important to, uh, 
You know, I have a friend who took her in. She helps out with their kids, blah, blah, blah. But now if she wants to start dating, that's the whole thing. So what if the only way I could see it working without polygamy, which is possible, this is the way to do it, is kind of like what my friends are doing. I'm watching how it's working. And so the way it would work is you allow the single mother shelter. She helps out you and your family with your wife's duties. Um, and then if she wants to start dating again, uh, that's when it, 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 see, this is when it gets tricky because that's when she has to roll. That's why like the modern American dating, it, it doesn't work with it. But if you did a more old school dating where it's like, she got to meet a fella and he was, in a community and they got to do their little chaperoned get togethers, but like she can't bring him to your house. That's not safe for your kids, your wife, you, you can't just have a lady bringing guys over. It's just not happening. But like you can take care of a single mom, uh, secularly and platonically. If when she wants to start dating, she leaves. Uh, she has to pay rent. That, no, no. The whole thing is you don't want to expose your property to random guys. That isn't, you guys got to understand, like, that's not okay. Like, if it's like, oh, I just met Brian. He really drives his car fast. and He's got a sweet dick on him. Anyway, here's Brian. You're like, no, you don't get to just bring people here if we're taking care of you, you know? So that's when polygamy comes in. I'm not into polygamy at all, by the way, personally, but I'm just saying, if you didn't have a welfare state and you didn't have abortion, what the fuck do you do with single moms? So you have their extended family could take care of them until they start dating again. And then a man takes them in, provides for them. Because guys, a mother's a full-time fucking job. Can we all just be honest for a second here? Dating doesn't mean bringing someone home. Right, exactly, exactly. That's why it would have to be a situation where they can go on dates away and then eventually they leave but they could never bring people you know what i'm saying it's like and that has to be really laid out on the table they can't be like dating a guy and living on your property when it's now that guy's duty to take care of the woman because that then that becomes a really fucked up situation when you got a guy fucking a chick that's living on your property but like you provide shelter for her because she's so lost and alone with a baby. Now she's a dirty Sally. Yeah. You're not running a brothel. Exactly. So, and I'm not doing any of this shit. I just give people milk. <laughs> That's my little contribution. Uh, I try to stay active in the community with trying to uh, help out when I can with anybody. But uh, when it comes to bringing people on your property yeah, courtship, but it can't be at your house. Yeah, it's not like roofing or whatever, but watching kids nonstop is just as taxing. I think it's uh, I think it's the ultimate full-time job. So can we just talk real quick about mothering? Moms that have little kids that have to work are, guys, it's like it makes them insane. Can we all just be honest about this? Unless they're working from home, like they could run a business from home, but even then, it's fucking insane. Like you... Like mother is full-time job unless you have um, like a really legitimate, you know, extended family set up to watch your kid. 
it's uh it's a full-time fucking job and if you have them work and watch a kid they're gonna go nuts i don't know if i got enough chutzpah for that to work that's why they get on welfare or they abort their kids it's not hard to understand it's not that women are all just these evil uh worshiping moloch oh they just it's a worshiping moloch guys this is not hard to understand okay Woman gets pregnant. She gets terrified that she doesn't have anyone that can provide for her while she works. She kills her baby. Then she feels guilty about it. She either shuts off her emotions and becomes a psychopath or gets really into alcohol and drugs or just deals with it and moves on or whatever. But it's fucking brutal. They don't want to kill their babies. So, So you got a woman gets pregnant Oh, well, how dare you? Fucking, oh, what a whore. So you've never fucked a girl that, that wasn't your wife before you got married? Yeah, I mean, I like to get off. Well, I used to hook up. It's like, yeah, so if one of those women got married or got pregnant, what the fuck would you have done? Well, it's her fucking problem for being a slut. I mean, I just promised her things and fed her booze all night and then fucked her without a condom. It's like, oh my God, it's so, that's why I blame guys. She's not the one sacrificing it to Malik, but Planned Parenthood might be. I think on a deep spiritual level, there's a Malik situation. Like I think that, but the woman, okay, the sacrifice to Malik, you could argue is the position you're putting women in. That like, what is the temple, the temple, uh, the temple whores and all that stuff. Like who's running this? We're dude. A lot of us have been a part of that. And you might not want to admit it, but it's a fact where it's like, if you've ever been a part of hookup culture, you're doing it. Like you're literally doing rituals to Malik. All right. It's both responsibility, but who takes accountability? Right. But that's why these right wingers are like, oh, fucking Malik much. I'm like, someone fed her booze and fucked her. Like that's a fact. And so now you're calling her a murderer if she doesn't kill her baby. When she has a baby... Now she's like on welfare and she's like some bitch, you know? And you're like, well, then how do you take care of her? Does someone take her on as a second wife? Someone's like, no, no, that's evil. So what the fuck do you do? It's like, well, she shouldn't have fucked. Well, the entire culture tells them to fuck. So, so when your baby boomer fuck face churchy and dad is like, hey, boy, you go to college. You sow your seed a little, then you settle down. What happens if that seed makes a baby? Do you kill the baby? Does she get on welfare? Like, what the fuck do you... No one's offering any solutions. We're all whores. Speak for yourself, Nathaniel. Selling semen is pre-child trafficking. Jesus, Louise Benjamin Munoz Cologne. All right, I'm going to land the plane. I think I've gotten everything. Did I get to everything? Uh, no, I have more. Oh boy. I'll just read one more of these. And people get mad at me because I point out that they don't have any solutions. Like the, the, the left wingers pretend that killing a baby is great, which it is not. It's murder. So that's their little scam. But the right wingers pretend that they're offering solutions or they're actively telling people to never have premarital sex and never drink alcohol, which they are not doing. They literally watch porn. So when you're jacking off to your pornos, 
uh, conservatives. What happens if they fucking get pregnant? Oh, welfare much? Malik much? It's insane. People are mad at the root of the issue. Yeah. So the right wing scam is just berating and yelling at the women they're fucking. Like, look at Alex Stein running around the conservative circles. The new conservative darling. You don't think he's plowing chicks right now? He's like taking pictures of a chick getting fucked by... Oh, the black, the black stud. This might sound like I'm making no sense, but if you've kept up on Alex Stein at all, it's insane. So you're telling me that little weasel isn't dick deep in a bunch of chicks? What happens if they get pregnant? What happens if you get three chicks pregnant in one week? How the fuck do you take care of them, Alex? Malik much? So the left wing just pretends it murders great, and the right wing just shames whores as they fuck them. And then meanwhile, I'm I'm offering solutions, and they're like, and they're like, oh well, you're you're like a Nazi then. Stein is gross now, unfortunate. That guy look, he's got that twinkle in his eye, like he's just constantly trying to fuck chicks. Didn't Stein allegedly plow that politician? He has that look in his eye like he's on a nonstop fuck mission right now. And so, okay, like these guys will brag about fucking three chicks in a week. What happens if you got all of them pregnant? Um, saw Melanie Mack on his show once and she seemed visibly uncomfortable a few times. I think Stein is secretly hanging out behind dumpsters. I don't think, I, I don't get homo vibes. I, he will become a homo if he keeps up this fucking it looks to me like he's constantly fucking. Like he's just doing his like thing, just fucking. And all these conservatives, they're on like hormones so they don't ovulate. But what happens if their body ovulates and then you get a little stein? I guaranteed fucking tell the woman to get an abortion. Fact. Facts. I know stein too. He's got that look in his eye like he's on a fuck mission right now. Like just running around fucking. Uh, should there be a single mother registration? Seriously, don't kill your baby, send them to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the move. You just gotta, I don't know, man. That's These are hard things to tackle. That's why it's all about Sharia law. Abortion paid for by Blaze Money. Yeah, he would start looking like an old white woman. Dude, I think he's over-fucking right now. And I think now's a bad time to fuck a lot. I think it's way, way darker now. Again, I might sound a little, uh, a little, uh, what's it called? Like I'm being biased, but I really think there's something here. Late nineties, early two thousands promiscuity is, uh, was not as disgusting as it is now. I think cause everyone sees where it, where it went. Like back then, we really did have this dream that the world could be a Sheryl Crow song. That, that like we could throw off the shackles of the 50s and we really could just fuck and everyone had a great time. We now see that that's objectively insane. It went to the kids. Uh, everyone's now disgusting. And so it just doesn't look like the amount of porn that exists now. Like women are watching porn and they're like, addicted and gross and they're into like weird shit and they're like self-hating and they're like all lesbians now they're like oh i won't fuck it unless i bring my toys 
You're like, oh, Jesus, right? So promiscuity in 2023 is way, way more disgusting, in my opinion. Like, there's a decent chance you're fucking a guy at this point. Some of us didn't know George Michael was gay and we thought David Lee Roth was crushing. (laughs) Shirt idea, now is a bad time to fuck. Well, dude, it's true. It's false, was passed down, and now the proof is in the pudding with the serious game. Yeah, totally. We didn't really see the result of the fucking, and now we do see the result, and it's it's like obvious and gross. Like, no promiscuous woman right now is attractive. Back in the day, there would be attractive promiscuous women that did, they're like, yeah, I don't want to be like my mom, blah, blah, blah. Now they're like, I need my toys. Punch me in the face. I'm going to accuse you of rape. I'm a guy. I don't know. I just... Because I got to see it as a touring comic. Like, you go into an area. This is going to sound fucked up, but it is what it is. And it'd be like high morality area, but like recently through the yoke off, like Denver, Salt Lake City, like areas like that. And man, it was a blast. Like, it'd be these like really cool, attractive women that were just down, party, crush. Dude, three years later... It's like hell on earth. You go there, it's like, got any meth? Yeah, swipe white. Yeah, because it, now it's like swiping and people are like, eh. back in the day, it was like eye contact and vibing and it's worse, dude. It's like way worse. And now women will like show up at a door and be like, I'm here. I'm here because it says you're rich. Can I fuck your dick? Um, everyone seemed high in Denver. Denver 2006 was a fucking blast. You know, it's like everyone's healthy and happy and the sky's the limit and the future's bright. And it's like people are like really excited to meet each other. And there was like some promiscuity. And then it's like 10 years later, it was like you walked into a zombie apocalypse movie. And that's and that was the reason that's where it goes. Some of us knew George Michael was gay 40 years ago. No, you didn't, Bull Rush Bear. You were just fantasizing. Does that make sense? Now's a terrible time to fuck a lot. BB, I hope you are having a great day. Great meetup on October 28th at Bud Bear's Much Love Smarty. Awesome, Smarty. I thank you. These, these are great. I can't wait for next year's festival. I'm already excited about it. I can't stop thinking about it. Can't wait to do our, our fun stuff. I will read these letters. My eyes might need a little breather, so I'll just read the easy ones. I'm missing a, uh, I'm missing a page on that one. I think I'm going to land the plane. Who am I kidding? The nose got pulled up, and I started ranting about how now's not a good time to fuck a lot. Like there ever was one. That's not, I didn't mean that it used to be good to fuck a lot. We just didn't see what it obviously would become. And now you see it. And now it's like heinous, nightmarish dystopia, which I guess I'm partially responsible for. But we really didn't know. And now you definitely know. So now you're just running around like, I swiped left on your face. Can I, can I get some money? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you're just jealous. <laughs> nah, dude. Kyneton, final super chats and... Don't be afraid 
to donate to the campgrounds. Don't be scared. I know it might freak you. You get tickets to the festival. It's a great cause. We do great things with it. It's the best thing ever. It's beautiful people. And it's an amazing farm. It's amazing land. It's best decision ever. Uh, BertariaCampgrounds.com. Uh, we got a goal we have to hit by November. We're hearing the footsteps. So every bit helps. If you would like to just give me money, which is super acceptable, because that's how I make a living. You can tell fucking... Oh, you guys want to see my, my Jew rant? Uh, P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864. So this is what Canary in the coal mine... Hang on. My fucking internet's getting weird. I think I got hacked. Dude, posting the Jewish Talmud, it's always going to... Everyone's going to spiral. There we go. So this is what they say. You guys want to see my, my clip of shame? Uh, and we'll just really quickly analyze what I got right, what I got wrong. This is what Joe Rogan sends people privately to make sure I, they don't let me on their fucking podcast. These people are so pathetic, in my opinion. Um, Canary Mission says, Owen Benjamin, who was kicked off Twitter uh, for five years for his anti-Semitism, racism, and misogyny, is now back on the platform claiming he doesn't have an axe to grind against Jews or Israel. Really? Watch this. So bear in mind, the worst thing you can do with Jews is say you're fine with them. That makes them go crazy because they want attention no matter what. If you're like, listen, I don't care. You guys are fine. They're like, yeah, fuck you. Look at this from six years ago. So this was before I got kicked off Twitter. So this is Canary in a coal mine, right? These people are fucking insane. So, um, yeah, people are spiraling about it. And now I'm getting like mass flagged and mass commented on by these fucking psychopaths. It's like, so they took clips from years and years ago. And let's just analyze whether or not they're even wrong and if they're funny. Fucking insane. They're insane people. What they want at all costs. Yeah, so I said Jews are fucking insane people. Can we get a fact check on this? Jews are fucking insane. They're insane people. Okay, can we get a little fact check? How many in the chat think that overall, Jews tend to be a little crazy? Right? And I was just being kind of nice about it. Here's another one. They want at all costs is the destruction of, of everything good. Okay, that's a little extreme. Um, but, you know, it's understandable why someone would have thought that at those times. They're working for Satan. Okay, that's a claim. I'm going to pull that back. I think a lot of them, they don't know they're working for Satan. Like, I don't think that they're getting paychecks from Satan. But are they doing the bidding of the Christian Satan? Fact check true. Moving on. Is the Jewish God. <laughs> and that's real. This is what they pray to. This is what they pray for. Okay, so so we can all see the humor in it. I don't literally think they pray to money. But I do think that they would sell out their family, their health, their nation for money, which is the definition of someone's God. So that's not that crazy. I'll do anything for this. Because they marry and... Uh, objectively funny. 
only for money and power. Who's doing the open borders? It's sodomy Jews against war Jews. The Jews... Guys, this is pretty accurate. ...think everyone's way below them, and they lie constantly. I mean, fact, guys, I mean, are we, are we fact-checking? Listen, I was pretty strung out on, on uh, White Claw at the time. And I, it's not all Jews. That's where I think uh, where I think we're having a misunderstanding. I should have said Zionists, but it's really not wrong. I mean, Twitch uh, is total fucking bullshit. I don't think there was gas chambers. That, I- fact check. Listen, I'm not saying there wasn't gas chambers because now I'd like to be. Uh, on the list. I'm a survivor of the Holocaust. Why can't I be? Everyone is now. Yeah, the, the gas chambers apparently had wooden doors. And if you look at the gas... If you look at the narrative behind Zyklon B, it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. You'd have to, like, clear it all out and then burn the body. Guys, this is why I say they're crazy. Zionists, not all Jews. The narrative is crazy. Okay. Think that there was an extermination. 20,000 people died in the Holocaust. That's generous. It's somewhere between nine and nine billion. Almost as if it was a grand trick, like 9-11. The Jews are currently completely in control of America. That's not true. Uh, They want to believe they are. I mean, they have the most, the Zionists, have the most influence on the American government of any group. There's 60 fucking Israeli citizens in the American Congress. They're super influential in America. That's a fact. Fact check true. Or abortion, transgenderism, debt, shame, control of our media, control of Hollywood. Because Jews run your whole world. Hitler called out Jews. <laughs> Effectively. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Dude, how could... Unfortunately for me, this is going to get me a lot of new fans. <laughs> but I'm going to have to fucking train everybody now to not blame the Jews for everything. That's super fucking funny. I didn't even watch that. Fuck. Swear to God, I think that plays great. Let's watch it again. And of course, it's one, one, one. Jesus. Jews are fucking insane. Fact. They're insane people. Not all Jews. Not all Jews. Some are not insane. What it all costs is the destruction of of everything good. I don't think they do it intentionally, but I think they just they do that because they're working for Satan. I don't. I don't think they know they're working for Satan. This is the Jewish God, and that's real. This is what they pray to. This is what they pray for. I mean, it's literally they do though. Like when when Jew, a lot of Jews that I know, no offense, Jews, come on, let's we're all friends here. I know a lot of non-Jews that pray to money. When they think like, what do I want the most in the world? Like when they count their blessings, it is money. And I've witnessed that. I think Joe Rogan prays to money. I think Steven Crowder prays to money. So I'm not saying it's only Jews. But I mean, the, the point's obviously true. They'll do anything for this. Oh. Literally anything. That's a hilarious mask. Oh. Oh. 
That's great. Because they marry and breed only for money and power. Would you like to see a montage? So you think Chuck Schumer found his wife hot? I mean, what did I get wrong? So Chuck Schumer, his wife, he thought was like hot. That's even more. That's even more crazy. All right. Who's doing the open borders? It's sodomy Jews against war Jews. At least I'm showing that there's different types. I think I should get an award for that. Sodomy Jews, war Jews, deli Jews, the real trinity. That mask looks Palestinian. (laughs) I don't think that that mask represents Jews. I think it represents tricksters. I think that you could take an Irish guy. That's why, guys, this is my new theory. Would you guys like to hear my theory? I don't, I think that if you do a lot of tricking, you start looking like that. And I don't care if you're fucking German, Japanese. Guys, you want to see, hang on. I'll I'll show you something. Give me one second. I can't believe Kyneton doesn't have this. Uh, Japanese folk demon. Hang on a second. Japanese folk demon. What is wrong with my fucking browser? I seriously think I was hacked by Masad. They will be bored to death at my uh, at my uh, search history. Like literally, it's insanely boring. It's just refreshing, like emails to see if Kyneton does his fucking job. Oh, my browser's not working. Thanks a lot, Masad. All right, anyway, check this out. Jews? No, that's not a cod. Cod. It's an ancient Japanese folk demon. Huge nose, huge ears. Every single fucking uh, civilization, whether it's the Incas, everywhere, it's all the same guy. Uh, that's not it either, Codsworth. It's just a dude with a huge nose. I think that every culture, I don't care if you're Japanese, Irish, German, Russian, the more you scheme and scam, I, th- I think it's Pinocchio. I really think your nose grows. That's why I don't think that that mask is about Jewish people. It's about schemers. And the fact that Jews find it offensive, I find quite hilarious. I think everyone's way below them and they lie. That's that's literally fact check true. So you're saying that the people who call themselves the chosen people don't view others as below them? Auschwitz is total fucking bullshit. Yeah, why would they bulldoze it? What? Why would they bulldoze it? I don't think there was gas chambers. I don't. I'm not alone. I think that there. That's it, Kyneton. Well done. Hang on one second. Extermination. Twenty thousand people died in the Holocaust. It's almost as if it was a grand trick. Like. I mean, this is obviously super funny and great. Eleven. The Jews are currently completely in control of America. War. Abortion, transgenderism, debt, shame, control of our media, control of Hollywood. Listen, I was a little dark in that scene. Jews run your whole world. Hitler called out Jews. Effectively. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I mean, how can someone not find that funny? Oh, it's only been 85 years and we don't even know if it happened, but it's fucking traumatizing. Oh, Jesus. Okay, this is a Japanese demon. Hang on, how fucking funny is this? Look at this. Dude, they all just get big noses. That's a Jap. 
I think that it, I think physiognomy, I think you're born with the face that your parents gave you and you die with the face that you deserve. I think that really is what happens. Um, all right, that's it. Kyneton files. If you don't super chat for that hysterical montage, I mean, I do feel a little bad about saying Jews work for Satan. That's like, I don't know. I'm above that. I'm above that rhetoric. But like the, Hitler called out Jews effectively. <laughs> How the fuck can you not laugh at that? That's like insane. Yeah, Pinocchio is a documentary about the Federal Reserve. Uh, Jack Stand loved being called a legend by you. He says, thanks. Anytime. Thank you, Digital Archive Bear. Uh, thanks, Owen. Best content of all. Anytime. Dear Big Bear, for the soft tears and hard laughs. Thanks, Humphrey Bear. Bugbear, just leaving a tip from the Twitter comedy Friday. Anytime. Fact check on Owen Benjamin Six Pinocchios. Toronto Jew Bear, don't you see that? Like, don't you think that the big nose thing is like a more behavioral situation? Because if you look at the Wallenberg Jews, which I think are doing less uh, like direct scheming, they don't have big noses. I don't know. And then you have the Rockefeller Jews that end up looking like lizards. It's almost like they, their nose became like Voldemort. Oh, that's interesting. Hang on. Pug Fugly. I've got a Cherokee uncle who is lying, scamming scumbag, and he looks just like the Graveler mask. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm 100% right on that. I think, I think the reason that scumbags hate the Graveler mask is because the demon inside them knows it's him. And we missed the runway again. Yeah, their marionette strings are longer. They were dark days, but revealing. I don't regret anything that you just saw in that video. I, I, it's, I mean, so, so Hitler was not effectively calling out Jews. So yes, but there's a lot of plastic surgery noses now. So it's hard to tell. Yeah. Cause I think Jews are just white guys. I think Canary Mission is trying to get you more people to watch your special. Yeah. I mean, should we watch it again? Guyton, are we caught up? Jews. The Jews think everyone's way below them. So are Jews claiming that's not true? I mean, how is that even fucking possible? So they're going to say, no, no, we don't think we're above anyone. Dude, the Jews I know literally think they have magical blood that they got from Moses. Like, they, I know they think that. They fucking tell me that. Because I did a post about, like, oh, so you say Jews run the Hollywood. No, Adam Sandler said Jews ran the Hollywood in a song called the Hanukkah song that I sang my entire fucking childhood. And now everyone wants to pretend that that song never happened. So many Jews are in the show biz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I hear his agent is. So I'm like, yeah, Jews run Hollywood. They're like, oh, fuck you. Anti-Semite. I'm like, dude, I've been told my whole fucking life that Jews run Hollywood by Adam Sandler. Comedically, since I was a child. Yeah, Jews think they have two souls and we only have one soul. And they're like, oh, but you're misunderstanding it. What we mean... Unbelievable. I mean, dude, the Roman nose. I think it's a scheming nose. I think you get a huge nose. Have you guys ever seen J.P. Morgan's fucking nose? It's like that long, and he's not a Jew. 
Yeah, gent- Gentile stand-up clip. Nice. All right, I'm out of here. I can't believe we didn't get any more tips for that. All right. Jesus. See, my face represents a symmetry in a form of a man that doesn't scheme. Right? What about this guy? Who does he... Oh, did a Jew go to Japan? No, it's the same demon I think can, can take over anybody. All the tips were clipped. So John Stewart, he literally admits when he hosted The Daily Show. Uh, yeah. No, they brag about it all the time. They're like, oh, we run Hollywood because we're forced to because of anti-Semitism. They're like, everyone was so mean to us. We had to sell porno and debt and fuck up your kids' brains. It's like, what do you mean everyone was so... So everyone was so mean to you, you were forced to sell drugs and porn? What? They're like, yeah, I mean, we're... We're being so persecuted that we had to, like, take over Hollywood. What the fuck you... D- so, you were being so persecuted that the way to get along with the Gentiles was to film their daughters fucking for money? And they brag about... They run the porn business. They literally run the porn business. It's like, inside you are two souls, both are... Yeah, it's... Guys, they're, fuck, they're fucking crazy. They, they are fucking crazy. Man, Barrett Pig Cub. Maybe they were baking cookies and brownies with the ovens. There weren't any ovens. The only reason they say there's ovens is because there's no bodies. Do you guys know the scam? They looked and looked and looked for the mass graves of 6 million people. And guess what they find, found? About 20,000. So then what they say? They go, oh, it returned to ash. Well, do you have any evidence that it was possible to have a crematorium that could burn 5.9 fucking eight? million bodies oh you're trying to hurt me dude it's right there like it's not crazy to run these numbers how many bodies can you cremate a day with one fucking oven okay well you can do at most seven bodies a day with what they had at these quote-unquote camps now let's run some numbers how long was the holocaust oh you're just trying to hurt me oh jesus Dude, the whole reason they say that they were cremated is because there's no fucking bodies. There's no bodies because it wasn't six million fucking people. Obviously. Oh, oh, you sure. Now you're going to prison. Ugh. Can you imagine being so fucking grotesque that you have to literally pretend that your all your people were killed in order to do your to keep your status? And if anybody points out the obvious flaws about it, you try and get them kicked off all their social media and sent to jail. I bet Auschwitz has some great soul. Jesus, Buller Bear. I wouldn't go that far. Have you, uh, exactly. Couldn't be done with 24-7 ovens for years. It would, like, according to AI, it would take like 80 years. And that's if that's all they did all day, every day. And there's no record whatsoever that there were like cremation guys at fucking any of these camps. Like Germans kept meticulous records and and one job that was not there was a crematorium guy. It's so, I mean, dude, everybody that looks into it is like, wait, what? It's like the moon landing. You're like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, you're trying to hurt me. So then I've went the other direction. I'm not going to call out the fucking Holocaust. They freak out. They screech. They squeal. They just go, eh. 
So I am now a survivor. Why can't I be a fucking survivor? I am a survivor. The Holocaust happened between 1938 and 1945. And so my parents survived it. And so I'm the child of uh, Holocaust survivors. There's no rules of how close you have to be to a camp to have survived. Every fucking Jew I know pretends that they just missed, you know, being whipped in a fucking train car and jerked off to death by Dr. Mengele. You know, it's like, what the fuck? I can't wait to be a Holocaust survivor. You already are a copper bear. The bees are right. They look white to me. They're white people with big noses because they lie a lot. There is no special race. You can convert to Judaism. Did your DNA change? It's like the original transgender movement. So Sandler's wife, all these people's wives, they fucking convert to Judaism. What, what happens? Your eggs change? Okay, last super chat. Then I definitely have to go. I'm not anti-Semitic. Some of my best friends are Arabs. That's very true. Semite actually means Arab. Anti-Semitic is a meme created by a Seinfeld character. This is how recent all this shit is. Everyone went fucking nuts. And no one wants to, like, everybody, oh, how dare you, anti-Semite. Anti-Semite was a term coined by Seinfeld's uncle on that stupid fucking show. That lady at the grocery store gave me an apple every day so I could survive the Holocaust. Yeah, just make up stories. Why not? Paying some possible gateway for watching a woman roar skate down a street yesterday. Thanks for the laughs. Anytime. Was Pinocchio a Jew? Yeah, and, and Geppetto was a pedophile. Yes. Geppetto MK altered a little boy into becoming a lying Jew. And that's why his name's Geppetto, and he was played by Tom Hanks. He tried to carve a boy out of wood, but the boy kept lying and being naughty and getting a big, hard nose. It's really fucked up. Okay, on that happy note, uh, please donate to the Land Fund because, uh, you know, Canary is out to get me. So we got to fucking build our own shit. Subscribe to unauthorized.tv in case they wipe me anytime soon because I'm being very effective. Uh, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864, Bertaria, campgrounds.com. Um, yeah, we made it. We survived. I want, yeah, all right. Uh, merch for bears if you want to get a t-shirt or the mugs will be up shortly. Everybody, be fruitful, multiply. Don't be free and boy, guy.